think it's gonna be okay. I don't know. I didn't know it was like completely live though. I, that was kind of interesting. I thought it was more like a podcast. It oh. is live. It's on a um, the internet radio that like nobody listens to it anyway. So you're not. Yeah. No one's gonna be like listening in right now. Um, <laughs> in it, <laughs> it especially <laughs> on a Sunday night, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of why I did it. Make sure you shake the mask because it'll fall asleep. Well, it's Earth Day, so. That's true. I'm a I big, mean. yeah. Okay. God, this mic. Whatever. Okay. Welcome back to Coalition M, everybody. My name's Carson Lopez. I'll be your host tonight, and you're listening to KFHS Radio. Woo. Woo. <laughs> so I have with me in studio today... Brad and Connor, and they're going to talk a little bit about some politics stuff. I haven't actually brought people in in a while to talk about politics, so this is going to be fun. It's going to be nice and refreshing, for me anyway. Um, do you guys talk to a lot of people about politics, like family members, friends? Uh, family members, yes. I mean, there's, yeah. my family's a little bit split on some things, but obviously we all love each other and it's respectful. Yeah. Right. But f- mostly friends constantly, okay. but not. it doesn't like take over my life to talk about politics okay yeah that's kind of like my thing is i'll talk to my dad about certain issues and then we'll sit there and agree and then i'll go talk to one of my cousins and help me and him will completely disagree on something but at the end of the day you know we still love each other we're still family so that's great you you guys you guys still talk to people who don't necessarily think what you think oh oh yeah that's good majority of my friends don't think the way i do same (laughs) so that's good i think that I don't. You don't really like hear about that a lot anymore. Unfortunately, is people talking to people who actually don't necessarily not not share the same values. I mean, that's true too. But just they don't really talk about it, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, even if you are friends with a lot of people who are near the same opinions as you, there are always going to be there's always going to be those nuanced opinions where it's like, well, you don't agree on everything, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't like hear about people having those conversations a lot. Um, I don't think anymore. You kind of hear the bad side of things. Yeah, oh, you, you yeah, definitely, definitely hear more of the. I mean, like, hopefully oh, not the violence, but the just the, the really visceral. The yeah, the lost yeah. friendships, divorces, like the mm-hmm. intense stuff that honestly probably isn't that common. But you hear about it because because it's not that common, you know. Yeah, and then you think yeah. it's everybody all the time. And so, so thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, this is gonna be fun. I mean. I, I know that it might be a little nervous because you don't know what to expect, but uh, trust me, it'll be fun because it'll be it'll be something that doesn't happen every day, and so. Exactly. Okay, um, so I'm gonna start by just letting you guys introduce yourselves a little bit, and and then we'll get into some then we'll get into some discussion. Connor, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so my name's Connor. Do I say my last name or? If you want to. Okay. <laughs> so my name's. So Con- we can search you up. Just yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my name is Carmen McClendon. Uh, I am a junior or a sophomore here uh, at FHSU. I'm a geography major. So go geosciences. Woohoo! Ooh. Um, is that about it? Or. Yeah, you can say whatever uh, you want. Whatever is. I'm from Leavenworth, Kansas. So. Cool. Um, I'm Brad Demers. Um, I'm actually a freshman right now, completing my second semester here at Fort Hayes. I'm a secondary education major. I'm looking to do social studies, uh, field endorsement, so 7 through 12, and then everything kind of wrapped up with like geography and history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm involved right now in student government, young Democrats. I'll probably show up here today sometime, and uh, uh, Hall Council. 
and I'm originally from Osceola, Nebraska, a little town of about 800 in eastern Nebraska. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Are you, is Leavenworth small or no? Well, like, there's like Leavenworth, and then there's a small town just north of it, and I'm like from that area. Okay. So there, the town itself has got like, I'm probably doing it a disservice, but probably about two, three hundred people in there. Okay. So. I, I yeah, I usually <laughs> I kind of say the same thing when people ask where I'm from. I say Wichita, but I'm technically mm-hmm. from like I live in Andover, which is a suburb that's about 15 minutes outside of Wichita. So yeah, cool. Well, I brought Brad and Connor on with me tonight to discuss um, guns and gun rights and gun laws and and social opinions about it um, and just thought processes because so I'm pretty sure you two will disagree, which is good. But I also want to see where it's where we where we can still find those common ground spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had a couple people on last Sunday, and one of them she one of them do you guys know Megan Megan Rust? Yeah, Megan Rust. Okay. I went to elementary school with her actually. Huh. Really? Yep. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll love to to listen to you now and being on my show too. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I brought Megan on, and then I brought a guy named Derek on, and Megan is a feminist, and Derek, I guess he doesn't call himself this anymore, but he used he used to call himself a men's rights activist, and so it sounds those sound like two completely yeah. Yeah. opposing um, views, views right? Mm-hmm. Two completely different schools of thought. Actually, when I sat them down, it was hard to actually find anything they could legit disagree on, in terms of um, what they think is right for society and, and what they see that's going on with society. So, hmm. of course, they, you know, they got into a little tussle about um, where society's problems come from. But for the most part, it really, it really was not as uncomfortable as you would think it would be. And so mm-hmm. don't be nervous about it. Um, and <laughs> definitely be as open and as honest as you can because mm. I want people to be able to listen to this and to be able to hear people who think like they do or who don't think like they do mm-hmm. have a conversation about it because a lot of people don't know how to do that yeah um and so that's kind of what this show is about is is helping people learn how to have an open dialogue exactly honestly i think like sometime today or like in today's society people don't really want to have an open dialogue they just want to yeah. sit there and say no i'm right this sure. is yeah. yeah this is how it is and i it it seems like it's you can't sad. have a conversation with somebody who has it, opposing views and yeah. be respectful about exactly. it. Exactly. And it's honestly kind of sad because I think with politics and stuff is that you should be able to have an open dialogue. You should be debating. You should be doing all this. But absolutely, it's just kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's too bad because these issues that we're talking about and that people want to talk about are important <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's very you important. should talk about it and oh, like yeah. that's why you know that's why there are these problems is because nobody wants to talk about it and so um so i told connor um uh before we actually started this that i was i i have him on facebook i don't have brad on facebook um or else i would i probably would have done the same thing so i took some screenshots of a so couple <laughs> memes that connor uh, shared a while. It was a while ago. It I don't even know if you'll. Rem- I don't even remember. I don't even know if you'll remember when. Um, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> and just to get the ball rolling, and so I wanna. I wanna. I'm gonna ask you, Connor, first mm-hmm. to explain what these memes mean to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna let you do most of the talking, just so that I can, just so we can understand, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. okay? And yeah. then we can get into the gun stuff, of okay. course, the fun stuff, the, the fun, fun stuff. gun stuff. 
Oh okay. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the memes will haunt the you. Me- <laughs> I know. I know. Actually, I actually have always that's like w- how I pick um who I want to come on my show sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just say oh well they seem to feel really strongly about this because they like they share a lot of similar things about it whether mm-hmm. it's a meme or just a status or just a story you know yeah. whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first one that I saw is political correctness is a weapon used to silence people who tell the truth so what does that mean to you um, I think that you know people like, I understand people want to, what, like, choose their words correctly mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but if you're trying to describe somebody, like, if you want to be politically correct and it doesn't do the justice of describing that person, then how can you, like, how do you describe them then? That's just kind of how I saw that meme. So... It's more like, like, kind of like we're now having a language police around okay. with political correctness okay so what so let's do some operational yeah. definitions so okay. what what do you think political correctness like is just by itself by itself yeah. um oh lord i'm gonna maybe sugarcoating like it yeah a little bit a little bit yeah just sugarcoating yeah basically saying oh this is what this person is but you know 20 years ago you shouldn't have said that because now it's offensive so so what's a what's a like something that pops into your head when you when you think about that when you think when you think about you know when you're trying to describe somebody you said right um what actually one thing that just came up is me and my dad were actually at ihop one time and he lost he left his jacket inside and he went back inside and our waiter was black and he goes up to the front like desk or whatever and asked if he can get his jacket back and the lady asked who is his uh waiter so he says oh it was like some young black my black man or something like that mm-hmm. and she go she kind of looks back and she's like oh the african-american guy and i'm just like and my dad was just kind of like well it's the same thing mm-hmm. like i don't know like personally i don't know any um african-americans or black men who prefer either one because i don't think they care Mm -hmm. so so it's just like was the waitress or was the person you spoke your dad spoke to white was she white i have no idea i was gonna say it's been a little bit he He just just told told me about about the story yeah okay so that's that's just kind of how i view it and whatnot anything else that pops up in your mind like when you think of political correctness being at least being a problem um as you um, see it sometimes when politicians don't they say kind of vulgar things like that's kind of where i start going okay you need to be a little bit more pc about it you need to be a little bit more conscious about who you're talking about and what groups you're talking about do you think uh, our president does that um or do you mind his direct language? Sometimes I like it just because it's a little bit, and some people may agree or disagree with me on this, but um, I like it how it's a little bit more blunt and kind of like. So what? what's an example of, of that, of him just being blunt and like a, in a good way for you? 
I don't know yet. <laughs> That's okay. It, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so is it just if like it's okay if you can't like, think of a specific I example, but just when really he's talking about people or when he's talking about what's going on? I think it's kind of like what he, when he's going what's ta- what's going on. Okay, I so mean, you like that he's it's about people, then it's where he needs to be a little bit more PC. Okay, So you like the. You like transparency. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it to be, like, kind of what Brad said earlier about some being sugar-coated. Okay. So. So you like to know what's going on, like, even if it's... Even if it's, like, it's a hard truth. I mean, it's a hard world out there, so... Yeah, for sure. Brad, what do you, uh, what is your opinion of political correctness? Do you kind of agree with Connor? Um, I tend to disagree on some things he said. I think I'd take it back to the president. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I believe the president of the United States is a leader, and a leader has to use correct language at all times. I don't think he has the right to insult people and bully people and make people look terrible on social media. I mean, that's what is that teaching children when they look that mm-hmm. when they look at that? I I just think a leader, even though it's not said in the Constitution that the president has to, you know, act professional and use political correctness, which I think you have to. The president has to use that, and people that have power and that are higher up in status i think should be using political correctness because we're trying to live in a society now that we want to share love and affection towards people and be nice to people and treat others how you want to be treated and Mm -hmm. when we don't use political correctness you get the exact opposite we just get people bullying each other and acting like idiots i think sometimes so what is political correctness to you i think it is sugarcoating it a little bit but we're just trying to not hurt feelings. I mean, I, I don't always use political correctness, but I know that sometimes people's feelings get hurt and that really does affect people. So what's a, what's an example of that? Of political correctness. Mm -hmm. Of it, of it protecting someone from being harmed. So instead of saying somebody's a retard, Mm -hmm. which some people do say, say they have mental issues or, they're just not thinking correctly. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really offensive. And even though that's the cor- not the correct term, but some people think it's the correct term, mm-hmm. it's not politically correct. Okay. So it's kind of there as a guard just to treat people yeah. with respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. we know they have but issues the and people have issues, but it's so demeaning to just label it as one thing. And it's just offensive, I think, sometimes. Yeah. I can, I can somewhat agree on that, too. Um, but it's, I, uh, yeah. huh. But I do agree on some of your points yeah, too. With yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a little too it's, much. Yeah. I can't think like, of an exact example of it being too much, but mm-hmm. I've seen it where it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, we're going a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like sometimes with pol- and sometimes with political correctness, I can see that sometimes it's like when they talk or speak, it's like we live in this big, you know, imaginary world where everything is going to be great and fine when. The way I've seen it and the, the life that I've lived, it's the world's not a sweet and protecting place. And you think political like, correctness tries to make it that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit it does. But um, at the same time, kind of like what Brian was saying earlier about, you know, talking with people who, you know, do have mental uh, disabilities or issues, you know, you don't call them retards. Like mm-hmm. me personally, I don't like it whenever I see someone call you know, someone else, a retard, or other vulgar words that I prefer not to say, Mm -hmm. so it, uh, 
I think sometimes it's needed, and I think sometimes it's not. Okay. So. So, um... <laughs> processing every, I'm just yeah <laughs> just let me think for a second so what do you think about um political correctness when it comes to gender um or so for example um when when somebody has a when so when someone's transgender let's mm-hmm. say and they prefer they want the pronoun they mm-hmm. or him or her, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody doesn't want to do that, doesn't want to call them by their pronouns. Is mm-hmm. that, how do you feel about that? Um, it's technically, it's political it correctness. political correctness, Okay, so yeah. what do you think um, about that? For me personally, I think that it, I think I would use, you know, whatever preferred pronouns that they would like me to use um but if i see them and they uh if that that individual appears to be you know portraying female i would use the her she her uh i can't even think of the others Mm -hmm. but the feminine pronoun but you know if they would reverse that and say hey no i use the they them pronouns i would use that Mm -hmm. i mean just out of respect if i was just talking on -on one-on-one um, I mean, yeah. that's kind of my two cents. Yeah. So what do you think about people who don't, who just won't? I think it's, I think it's kind of sad. Sad? And disrespectful. Yeah. I'll kind of vouch for the people who don't. I, th- this is just maybe some rationale behind that. It's mm-hmm. confusing. To oh, people yeah. And to oh, yeah. keep track of things. And it, it might be even offensive to ask, what, you know, what gender Legend. are you so i could use but i know mm-hmm. you can yeah. use those but it's confusing to some people yeah I and can they just prefer for the easy way out and mm-hmm. just label mm-hmm. but yeah i totally understand using political correctness for that yeah. yeah so if so if people were to to not say maybe not call it political correctness just mm. respect for other people yeah, do you think I you'd think be more for I it i think it would be yeah because okay. i think it's just like the wording yeah it turns my stomach yeah. a little like well I think when you talk about politics is people just completely shut off. And I yeah. think that's a little bit what I do when I hear political correctness. Like the word yeah. is kind of like I automatically kind of shut off from it. But like I'm trying not to do that. Yeah. But if um, someone were to say just t- to speak about others or to speak mm-hmm. to others with respect, you'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, th- I mean, I think that's what we're all taught is, you know, you treat others with respect. Right. Treat others how you want to be treated. Right. So it's not necessarily the concept of political correctness you don't mm-hmm. like. It's the abuse of it. It's yeah. like when people are trying to Over. control what yeah. other people are saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So with the whole black versus African-American thing, um, I know that I know that there are some who actually do prefer one of, over mm-hmm. the other, oh, yeah, but I'm I know sure. more people who don't. Who don't? It, it's the same it meaning. It doesn't matter. And it makes mm-hmm. me wonder, you know, why being ref- I, it makes me wonder, like, why? You know, mm-hmm. like, why one is? I could see if you are if if you are actually, you know, Hispanic American, African American, like, okay, you know. Um, cause that's technically correct. Like I, like mm-hmm. you literally are either from 
that nation or your parents are so like it's a it's a direct lineage thing mm. right but then i don't so much understand it when it's coming from somebody who's not necessarily actually african-american because there are people they're who American. are brazilian right there yeah. are people who are brazilian there are people who are um european who are who are not african you know and so um it also makes me wonder you know what's so that there's nothing wrong with being black and so yeah, i don't no. think it's negative to call someone black that's just where yeah. i come from yeah. and they, no, i, I mean they, we call ourselves white sure yeah, yeah. And i mean not necessarily caucasian or european yeah. american you know and mm-hmm. here's the and deal so. i mean i don't think they're talking about it like i don't think they yeah. we, they don't put as much thought into it as we do because we think mm-hmm. we might offend them in some way yeah. and but they're not thinking that at all yeah which is very hard to decide what term to use mm-hmm. and it, it is just really confusing sometimes as well yeah yeah, yeah so I, th- I think i think it's fair when you say that there is a problem that that political correctness brings up mm-hmm. because it makes you want to second guess yourself so much to the point where you're not saying anything at all yeah when yeah. you need it to because there's a conversation that needs to be had and so i can absolutely understand connor where you come from when you say that some political correctness can go too far with yeah. some people yeah um especially when it's when the line is being drawn further and further back. So I don't know if, if you guys have, have heard this yet, but it's not even technically politically correct to say preferred pronoun anymore with the transgender community. Have you guys? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I kind of said that. Cause that's what I've always been. Yeah. That's why I've always known. <laughs> right. And so I don't know if that's a community wide. Mm-hmm. I want to say policy, um, but it is something that people have, people from the trans community have said before. Don't call it preferred pronoun. It is my pronoun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that where I can see it is a problem because it's kind of like, well, everybody knows what you mean. It's not like I'm calling you a tranny. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's not offensive. Right. It's, it's just when you describe somebody. Yeah. And so I, I had this conversation. I had a conversation with um, somebody. I was we went to a research convention a few weeks ago. And one of my friends did a presentation over um, white privilege, I think. And she referred to people who are not white as people of color. Yes, she, ref- she referred to people who are not white as people of color. And um, one of my friends who had seen that, and she is African-American, um, she said that it is actually a microaggression to say that. Do you, do you guys are you guys to familiar with the term microaggression? Call. Yeah, you're familiar with that term. Okay, good. Yeah. Just wanted in case I'd have to explain it, which is fine if if I do. So any anything we say, like anything, if I say anything, you don't get what I'm saying. Just I can explain it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want us to be not on the same page. Um, and so her and I had a discussion about that, and I was like, you know, I don't think when you're just describing a group of people who are not white and you're not, but it's not just saying just black or just Hispanic or just Asian. It's all everybody, everybody of color. So Filipino, like everybody. Okay. I was like, who's she speaking about when she so said it's, people of yeah, color? Yeah, it's everybody. Is that, is that everybody. Everyone that everybody is who's not white. Yeah. And but so. White's a color. White's a Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I know. And so she used it to describe my friend who did the presentation anyway, mm-hmm. use it to describe people who are not white. Okay. And so my friend who is African-American and I had a conversation about, is that a microaggression? 
to to say people of color when you're referring to um, people who aren't Caucasian, basically. And so what do you guys think about that? I don't think you should ever use that term. That term is outdated. It, it stopped in the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. hopefully 80s it stopped. Mm-hmm. You can't call people colored because mm-hmm. we're all it's, a color. Yeah. And it's totally offensive, and it goes back to the – or late 50s mm-hmm. and then 60s when everything was separate separated mm-hmm. by color yeah that's a total outdated I, term that she'll never be used again and yeah. i can't believe she used that in a presentation to people mm-hmm. yeah whoever it, edited that needed to be fired almost <laughs> yeah yeah it's a uh, kind of like what you said i think it's just an outdated term i even back home i still hear some people say people of color and yeah mm-hmm. i just I just don't understand it. Like, I understand, you know, if you want to say, oh, someone's black or someone's African-American, you know, between those two, I don't care. When you say people of color, it's just kind of like, okay. And I'm not, okay, I'm not being trying to be racist here or anything. <laughs> it's just, I don't like that term anymore. What? I think the people of color. People of color. I just mm-hmm. think it. Or colored. Colored. Or, yeah. It's, what if you're colorblind? What do you mean? Like. Some people like seriously can't see color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, so like in terms of in skin terms color. Of skin, yeah. They can't some, tell. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I mean, one of my friends is colorblind, so. <laughs> he can't like see and skin wha- color either. It, I mean. Or he no, can. No, he can, but it's more of like. I don't see color when I look at a person. Okay. Type of. Okay. Th- thing okay like if i see a gotcha. african-american all i see is just a person right i don't care if you're black white asian hispanic mm-hmm. just be a good person yeah are you gonna say something yeah i Go was ahead. just gonna yeah. say it does truly shock me that people do still use that term because mm-hmm. in the 60s dr king he i wa- i went to the fort hayes uh they had a viewing of his secret videos like a home interview with dr king really yeah and only about 2,000 people have ever laid eyes on that. Oh, and this wow. guy found this film. He's like 90 years old now, and he found this film he made in the 60s, and it was the only one ever made. And so he's showing that around campus. So anyway, my point was, in the video, somebody asked him, they were talking about colors, and Dr. King stopped him and said, just call us blacks. Like, that was the start of it. Mm-hmm. Was That term ended then. Mm-hmm. And so it just shocks me to see people still using that term. And I don't think... Even when people are old, I don't think that's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I'm changing my views constantly. I'm changing the terms I'm using. I'm not keeping terms that were maybe possibly racist ten years ag- ago and mm-hmm. continue to use them. But I think some people use that as an excuse when they grow older that oh that's just the way how how things were and so we're just going to continue to use that term. Sure. Well, I think even like with the older generations, it's kind of hard for them to like switch o- like their language then is so ingrained for so long and i'm not trying to like back them up or anything i I think i think that it's been ingrained for so long that it's so difficult for them to switch you know just a few words around when they're talking um so i'm just like i understand where that's but yeah (laughs) so here comes this is where it gets a little tricky because Mm. when people when when people say I don't know. Do you guys know who Trevor Noah is? Mm. No. Or Tommy Lauren? Yes. 
Tommy Lauren. No. You don't know who Tommy Lauren is? Okay. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, if I saw that face, maybe. You'd know, yeah, you'd I, th- I, think you, I think you'd know. I think you guys would probably know who both of them are if I, like, showed you. Um, it was it was pretty popular when this happened. But they did um, an interview. Trevor Noah brought Tommy Lauren into his show oh, last year. And so they debated a little bit about the same thing that we're mm-hmm. talking about right now. And when she said, I'm not racist, I don't see color, he paused. And here's why. So when people say, uh, I don't see color when they look at anybody, the problem is, and this is what people who actually are not white will, will bring this, why I'm bringing this up. The problem is, there's a whole culture that is still ingrained in that person that does mm-hmm. come from race. And so when people say, I don't see color, they can sometimes feel like you're kind of erasing that part of them that is yeah. their race, that is their culture, that is where they come from. You know what I mean? What do you guys think about that? Well, I guess I'm learning kind of like about this in psychology. Mm-hmm. We tend to group with people that are like us and mm-hmm. that have the same views as us or and possibly even the same color of skin. Mm-hmm. So when you take that away from somebody, that is, I kind of understand where they're coming from because it's kind of your culture and your history and mm-hmm. yeah. all the people that you've been around. It's, it is a little bit weird to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not to say that it's racist to say I don't see color. No. It's just to say, you know, y- you don't have to go that like, far. Yeah. You can like, still see in differences in me and you. Yeah. But the problem is just don't treat me inferior to yeah. you because of and that, it. I and think that's, that's kind of, I think that's kind of like what, like kind of what Tommy was saying, kind of like what I just said, that it's not, I don't, like I'm not degrading you whenever yeah. I say I don't see color. It's just that's such a minimalistic part mm-hmm. of your whole person. Yeah. So I want to judge you on your character, how you treat others. I don't judge you on your skin color. Right. You know, Which your is a good thing. background. Right. Or anything like that. Which is a, which is necessary mm-hmm. to, you know, have these relationships with people who aren't like you. But it's just kind of a cautionary is it's just when people say, you know, what do you mean you don't see color? Like what his mm-hmm. response to that was what do you do at a traffic stop, you know? But which is kind of a <laughs> funny dig at that. But the point is, you know, it's okay if you do. It's okay if you do see that, that I'm not white, that I am Hispanic. It's okay if you do see my friend Jaren who is black and you are not. It's okay to mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. It's just not okay when you start treating them like they're alien or like yeah. they're Second-class less. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or just seeing them as, as stereotypes is, is mm-hmm. where the problem comes in. Not necessarily oh, that, they're, that they're <laughs> not the same color as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that it doesn't, ev- even though they are, it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean anything. Right. And so, cool. Any last words on that political argument? I'm sure it'll come up again, and that's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we can move on to the second one, which is more about um, oh, Lord. guns. <laughs> it'll, it'll be good. Okay. I still probably so don't remember these. <laughs> okay. I have no problem with strict background checks for guns after we do the same for immigration and voter ID. So what does that mean to you, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let we'll feel, let Connor talk like and then and then yeah 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 you definitely um, will. But the way that I kind of see that is that you know if you're gonna come into the United States mm-hmm. into essentially everyone that lives here into our house, you kind of want to have an idea of who that person is, mm-hmm. 
Because you want to have just any stranger just walk right into your house. I don't... I mean, don't, I'm pretty sure we do. I mean, we, I mean, we still people have do. this thing. Okay, people thought in the Obama era that we just let people walk, honestly, walk right into the United States with no sort of anything, which mm-hmm. obviously is completely false. Trump has stated that multiple times, oh, yeah. and that is completely false claim. They've obviously do background checks and make sure they're not com- or felon felonies or, or cr- have criminal backgrounds yes have criminal backgrounds that are extensive Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think well i think i saw something was it just a few days ago that said that our immigration is like at its all-time low from the southern border i think yeah like it's dropped within i think 08 significantly low so i think uh trump stating that he's going to build a wall has scared some people away and also trump has threatened sending federal troops to the border i i read an article that said he was threatening to do that i don't know if he actually did it but that'd be a huge step because that's would be the first time in america history that troops would actually federal troops would be sent down to guard the borders Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a big step in trump's immigration policy i suppose Mm -hmm. so what is the correlation for you between um immigration and yeah i mean exactly kind of like what i said you don't want anyone just anyone just coming into your house you don't want just anyone buying a gun Mm -hmm. and voters you know you want to know who's voting and everything so do you think voter fraud is a big deal oh yeah it's a big problem i think or it's a big deal but do you do you think it's do you think it's a big problem in our country right now that that it's happening a lot um because of course it's i really don't i mean i i don't know a whole lot about voter fraud okay so i think the majority of that you know, meme and stuff was majority of the immigration part that I was more okay. concerned about than okay. anything. So, so with the guns, right? <laughs> so, are you in favor of of strict gut background checks? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, when you when you read when you learn and and hear people talking about immigration, mm-hmm. um, do you ever hear? people speak from experience of having to wait for up to like seven to 20 years for oh, yeah. for citizenship and yeah like i still okay. hear about that and um like i i empathize and stuff still you know mm-hmm. i know it's a long struggle to you know become a u.s citizen but i think it also kind of weeds out those you know i don't know just those that that it's just too difficult maybe to come here. And I think a little bit is that we need to maybe let up on some stuff for immigration, but also harsh in other stuff. Okay, so like what? I don't know. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, uh, some things need to be a little bit more strict. Some things need to be a little bit more, you know, lenient. So some laws need to change. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe updated or whatever. Updated, yeah, corrected. So... What's the max amount of time that you know of that people have to wait for their background checks to come through and for them to be able to be uh, eligible to buy a gun? Um, I think one time someone had, I think it was about a month. A month. It took a month or two months, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. And so when we compare the two, 
when we mm-hmm. when we put when we put those two things side by side and we see okay well immigration can take some half someone's years. lifetime yeah background checks the most you've ever heard of is a month yeah so i'm just wondering like where the like where those two connect for you because it seems like immigration is pretty strict considering it's it's not it that is. it's not yeah. that it's not strict it's that people are going around it because it's taking half Mm-hmm. their lifetime do you think it should take less for immigration yeah i think it should mm-hmm. but i think the reason that it's taken so long is just because there's a flood of people c- trying to yeah. come in and i think that's just what's backing everything up and some of the standards can mm-hmm. be a little unrealistic yeah too. do you think so mm-hmm. okay brad what do you think about that about exactly what so <laughs> there's a lot what of for, we'll, we'll start with we'll on. start with the just what the meme said just all comparing uh how long it takes to get a gun and to versus say how. Mm-hmm. i mean becoming a u.s citizen is a big deal obviously mm-hmm. i don't think it should take as long as it is because that's a long time and i think they know that they're a u.s citizen and they can pass the test and they can get everything in their in line it's just waiting on the government's end which mm-hmm. kind of stinks for them but I guess when I compare it to getting a gun and how what a gun can do to somebody compared to what uh, being a U.S. citizen can do to somebody, I think it almost should be the other way around. So you think that it should... I, I think gun... Uh, they should flip. Flop. Well, not it shouldn't be as long as maybe Actual seven citizenship. years. Yeah. 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 But citizenship, I don't think, should take as long, and I think background checks should even be longer and mm-hmm. get more extensive. Then like, then what they're a doing. month or Th- then what they're doing. Okay, so if the if the longest if the max period of time to getting a background check through is a month, is that reasonable to you? I think it should be a l- little bit longer. A little bit longer. And mean okay. More extensive. Okay. Because yeah. then you don't get these people who, you know, are on the edge of getting a gun or not, and but they know, oh, background checks don't take that long. I can easily get a gun. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing about. It's kind of weeding out the people that are on the edge of buying guns and stuff that they know they shouldn't be buying a gun because they have those bad thoughts in their heads. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. If that makes sense. Yeah. What's up, Connor? Um, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to process it. Yeah, go ahead. What there can I be silence said. for a couple of minutes. It's okay. Oh, minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. My thoughts are just going. <laughs> yeah, that's I okay. I can't put words out. So, um, is your family a big, big gun supporters? Um, or are they more for strict? I mean, you can be both. I mean, but I think we don't talk about guns and stuff. Okay. But, I mean. What about you yourself? Me and myself? Oh, yeah. Like, when I was growing up, yes, we had guns in the house. Okay. Yes, you know, I would go shooting with a couple of friends, you know. And everything. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brad? Uh, we have, I'm going to say a 22, but that's not really a big, big gun. But mm-hmm. this is my kind of thinking towards that issue. I'm an American. I'm a true American. I believe in the government. I believe that my tax dollars are going to protect me. That's going to pay for the police. They will protect me. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear some of these people's arguments about being true Americans, we need all these guns, we need all this. They think 
some of them think that I've talked to that the government is going to co- the reason they have guns is because the government one day will come in and try to take them or there'll be some sort of communist regime and like, people are going to be shooting the that they'll need to citizens of the United States. Rebel. But they're yeah. true Americans. But they honestly do not have trust in the government. Oh. Oh. No, okay. I think that that distrust is just coming from the past. I mean, you know, coming with those... Um, what past, exactly? Talking about, you know, the Watergate issue, you know. Well, I mean, just like I'm just saying like the distrust because, you know, you you know, we voted for, you know, say this president, not saying our current president, but like any president that we've had. And they say they're going to do this. You know, we put all of our time and money into that. But then we get the flip flop of that the other side and when nothing gets done or whatever. I think that's what a little bit of that comes from. I don't think you can use that as your rationale for like having to own an ar-15 to protect yourself from a president you know what i mean i just think some weapons i'm just gonna get right into it i just think maybe the ar-15 should be a gun that citizens of the united states should not own and i think law enforcement should and the military should and i know there that's probably never gonna happen but there's a reason why uh the ar-15 has been associated with like seven of the 10 mass shootings in America. Mm. I just think when I throw that fact at somebody and they go, oh yeah, well that that's kind of crazy. But then they throw the argument back at me that's saying, well, if you ban it, people can still get it. And I don't think that's, yeah, an, that's... an also rational thought because you can't tell me that we got to at least make it harder. You know what I mean? You just can't sit here well, and be like, oh, well they can maybe get it. So maybe we shouldn't do anything. I mean, that's like, you know, marijuana is illegal in Kansas. Yeah. Just the other day was 420, and I know somebody that was arrested. You know, it's, I think, you know, drugs, it's just a black market. You can easily go find somebody, buy it, and then be done. I think with AR-15, it'll be the same thing, or any banned gun. You know, they'll just scratch off the uh, serial number on there. And it's a ghost weapon at this point. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. This this is a dichotomy people bring up a lot: mm-hmm. guns versus drugs and illegal yeah. or making it legal or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Every time there's a That's there's a mass shooting or there's an incident with a gun, if even if it's not a mass shooting, if it's just an incident, this yeah. these laws come yeah. up where it's like, well, if it you does. make them super strict on the laws, they're still gonna be around. And then people bring up well, with drugs. I knew this was gonna, I knew I was gonna say something like this. Yeah, no, no, no. And <laughs> I was like, I'm good, just say, say it. <laughs> like, because these these conversations are exactly what what are happening right now, anyway. So it's okay. Um, this this is what people usually compare the two with guns and drugs. Yeah. Because those are easily because everybody can look at those two and say those are both consequentially bad with what they yeah. do to people, right? Yep. So my question is. How are they not the same? Do you guys think? I don't think they're the same because guns I I think guns and let's just say marijuana. Okay. Guns are Easy more drug. deadly than marijuana. And I hope facts can back that up and I believe they can. And I think mm-hmm. marijuana causes some bad effects if you supposedly were going to get in a car and drive and you could mm-hmm. crash or kill somebody, but 
make maybe make some irrational decisions but guns do kill more people obviously yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure i'm correct on that so that's obviously a big difference when you think you want to compare guns and drugs real quick brad what do you what do you think about just the lawful do you think nobody should own a gun or just lawful gun owners or i am a big believer in the second amendment people think i'm not i i think people should own guns but i think it just it comes down to me with the AR-15. That's where I cut okay. it off. Okay. Just so because, certain yeah, kinds of guns. Because okay. that's so easy for yeah. people to get. And then you can put, people say it's not automatic, but they make it automatic. They put bump stocks on it. They mm. make modifications. So it can fire a lot of rounds in a lot of seconds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which can kill a mass amount of people in a certain area. Like the Las Vegas shooting killed 58 easily from mm-hmm. a hotel window. Mm-hmm. Parkland shooting went into a school, killed 17. You can't make that argument that a pistol would do kill that many people compared to the AR-15. Okay. That's my thoughts. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. So the two, do you think that, do you think the drug, the gun and drug issue is pretty similar or do yeah, you, you see I some think, differences? I think they are pretty similar uh, just in the fact that you can, even today with, you know, all of our, you know, I don't want to say strict, but I think they are strict, pretty good gun laws right now. You Mm -hmm. can still go on the black market, get an illegal gun with the serial number scratched off. And like I said earlier, it's a ghost gun. Mm -hmm. So basically nobody knows you have it. It's not registered or anything. Yeah, but we have to make it harder for the normal people to get. The park, the park, I mean, not the Parkland, the Las Vegas gunman, mm-hmm. nobody really knew that he had some issues and he easily got that gun. I, I mean, mm-hmm. if we made it hard and even if you say the black market and people are thinking about getting that gun, but they have to go through all these hoops to get it, mm-hmm. that gives you more time to think, oh, do I really want to do this? I don't think I should do this. Other than having this rational thought, well, oh, I'm going to do this. I'll go get a gun. The Parkland shooter was on the fbi's list though yeah yeah that i that is the one that is the kind of outlier of that yeah mm-hmm. um and so i mean the real question is what what will actually fix this i i think we should have a mandatory like if you buy a gun uh-huh. you have you still go through that background check you still pay all those bills but i think you also should federally be enforced that you have to take a certain like a gun class like you learn how to use a gun you learn all the different parts take it apart put it back together kind of like what the military does you know do that consistently so you know what your gun is Mm -hmm. and you know the ins and outs of it so you know how to use it properly so then you so then you wouldn't agree with the kansas legislature where it's like you you don't even have to take a class you can just get it yeah i'm not for that at all okay because that's <laughs> I, dangerous yeah. yeah because i think you just you still have people with mental health mm-hmm. um issues um which i think you also should be take a psychiatric test when you buy a gun so that you know you're in the right stance i don't know if that's like implemented right now because I don't have a gun, I haven't bought any, so I don't know what goes through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that should be something on top of the mandatory class that you have to take. I think those should be implemented. Like within the background checks? Within the background checks and everything else like that. Okay. 
because I think that would make it kind of harder for people to get guns, you know, the men- the people with the mental isu- uh, health issues mm-hmm. and everything like that. Good. I was just going to say, I think the government is, I mean, city, I know city governments are making good strides by yeah. banning uh, bump stocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now, that's a good compromise, but you know, this will die down until another school shooting will happen or a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. No, nobody will talk about it. Yep. And then, boom, another thing happens. Well, and everybody then will the get riled up. And then it'll go down. Like consistently. Yeah. The cycle. Yeah. It's it sad. Happen. It really is. Because nobody's doing anything. Well, I think. I think people are trying to do something. It's just not being seen by the media, and it's not getting the coverage that it needs to do. Yeah. Well, when you guys see that happening, when you when when this inevitably comes up again, because it will, mm-hmm. when you see, when you guys see these um, these social media reactions, what? Of course, it's annoying. But like, what's something you you just wish somebody would say, just to each other? Like, not necessarily on social media, but just what's something that nobody's really saying. Um, or just something you really just want to have a conversation about when this comes up that nobody's that you see nobody's really talking about. I mean, people are quote unquote talking about it, but not really. There's just re- kind of like what I was doing. Yeah, I, th- I was just doing that. I've, I was spying somebody else, but um, I think you know people are just reposting stuff, and I mean I'm guilty of doing that. But sure, me when, too. When me putting my you know whatever I really wanted to say on there. Um, but I think people were just saying, oh, you know, this is kind of like how I think, so I'm just going to share it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of... It's hard bite, not to. Me, me biting my own foot or something like that, so... <laughs> well, yeah, when it's hard, it's hard when you see... I think memes are more extreme than the actual person behind it is, yes. usually. Do you think that's maybe true, Brad? Mm-hmm. Because when I... When somebody... this, I, I talk to people a lot about this on social media, so somebody will share something that I'm just like really like you actually this is what you want to see and and when but when i actually message them about it Nobody no it, it usually usually like what you said connor it's usually in response to somebody else yeah so it's more of like <laughs> it's more of like this passive aggressive like this isn't really what i think but like i'm just trying to get back at whoever said the extreme thing that i didn't want specifically mm-hmm. and so it's I find that it's way you get way more done when you just message the person individually because then there's no audience first of all and so they're not looking to be the one who gets the smartest comment or the funniest comeback you know um and so usually it'll be it'll just be someone like this it'll just be like what we're doing right now which is just well I see that I see that argument here's my response to it Mm -hmm. What do you think, Connor, are the worst arguments you've seen, whether it's on social media or not, just about about this kind of thing? Because Brad, you brought up some of the um, when people say, oh, they'll just get them somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the, the worst arguments you've ever heard against uh, gun rights or just gun violence, you know? Or some solutions that you've heard, or you were just kind of like, no. Um, I think that I'm not really sure on any of them. I, I, cause like I always try to like listen with an open mind, mm-hmm. and I think a majority of the time I do, mm-hmm. I try to. 
I don't know if it comes off like that or anything, but um, honestly, I've I haven't heard anything that was kind of like standout-ish in anything like it's that. Just it's just kind of like stuff. the same stuff over again. Yeah, you know, there was a shooting, then there's all these gun right lobbyists and mm-hmm. all these anti-gun lobbyists, and then it's just and then it starts dying off, and then another one happens. It's just mm-hmm. kind of that cycle cycle and it yeah to me all that just gets annoying because nothing's getting done yeah so how do we fix that i mean that's a problem in itself isn't it and how but it's Mm -hmm. with everything it's yeah it's with everything it's with every issue that comes up yeah um it's just the gun thing happens it's just more More explosive i think just because it's people dying Mm -hmm. you know um so i don't know i think like what we're talking about right now is kind of what when Brad mentions, well, we'll we sh- how do we fix this? Well, stricter gun laws. Well, but they can still get it. Well, we should still make it illegal. Well, but they'll still be able to get it, mm-hmm. you know. And so where does I don't think that should stop the conversation. No, I don't think it should. Either. But I just think pe- people are dying. So I don't think it's rational to say we can't just sit here and do nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what, when people say, oh, they'll still get it. Okay, we'll just sit here and do nothing and wait for another one to happen. Right. You have to have some sort of something. So I think what what generally comes up in response to that is, well, we'll, we will take care of the mentally ill more. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is interesting because. I like how it always falls back on those people. Mentally ill. Yeah. Which psychology class are you taking, Brad? Were it's general psychology. General. Okay. Mm. I was wondering if it was abnormal because this comes up a lot in that class too, which is, it's a gen ed too. Um, but what generally, what I think when people bring up mental illnesses, it's not smart or appropriate to diagnose someone, a stranger in particular, especially if you're not an actual psychologist or psychiatrist yeah. with a mental illness. And so there's that problem. And then there's the problem of, well, were they actually mentally ill or did they have a personality disorder? And the difference is there are people who there's schizophrenia, which is a mental illness, Mm -hmm. which is paranoia. And it's very severe on the people that suffer from it. And then there is like psychopathy where you don't feel empathy for anybody else didn't know that that's (laughs) not a mental illness so the problem is what happens when somebody who shoots up a school can't be diagnosed with an actual mental illness and then you're stuck with well it's just them Mm -hmm. because where i come from is i don't think it's a mental illness problem i think it's i think that any of us are capable of it which is super scary and i know nobody wants wants to say that or wants to talk about it because but i think it's true yeah it's do you think that it do you guys think that it's a mental illness problem or more of just a individual problem? You can go, Connor. Oh, I was just going to say I think it's just an individual problem. I an think individual problem. Yeah. More so than mental more, illness. I think okay. it's more so than mental illness. I think people just, you know, when they just kind of lump the two together cuz it's just easier and it's something to right. blame. It's someone and something to blame on. Right. Um it's kind of like when you talk about um Again, talking about mental uh, illness, when you talk about depression, Mm -hmm. 
and then it's usually when you see something about depression, usually there's anxiety right next to it. Yeah. Sometimes they're smack dab in the same person. Sometimes they're two totally different things in a person. So I think it's just kind of depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Which makes it stickier. Oh, yeah. Because then it's like, uh. well, if it's not something as easy as just, well, it's just mentally ill people. Like, what are you going to do? No, it's no. these are individuals who, first of all, had access mm-hmm. and access to the wrong gun. So not just a pistol, like what was Brad, what Brad was saying earlier, but AR-15s, automatics, and then also <coughs> access to the people. So I've heard people, bra- I don't know if you guys have heard this yet. Some people have been talking about something as simple as um, metal detectors in schools but then (laughs) the problem is then it becomes kind of like a prison where it's like you have guards everywhere like and now we're at this now we're at this point in our society where our schools need to be just as heavily not armed but protected guarded Mm -hmm. as prisons do um but do you think that that could be a real solution um well some people bring up the argument of arming teachers which is yeah yeah yeah. that's right because first of all they're doing enough already and they're paying i mean now you're hearing the movement about them becoming paid more and myself becoming a teacher i don't want myself armed just for because accidents can't happen in the classroom but i Mm. am a fan of maybe getting a guard in the school or maybe arming one administrator or having a cabinet in the administrator's office just with a gun just for safety reasons but a trusted administrator no teacher that could go crazy about a student and shoot a student Mm -hmm. stuff like that and going Mm -hmm. back on to uh the mental illness thing real quick i have a really cool article yeah good and it says databases that track gun homicides such as the national center for health statistics uh show that fewer than five percent of the uh 120,000 gun related killings in the united states between 2001 and 2010 were by people diagnosed with mental illness so less than five percent yeah Mm. exactly so it's not it's just not fair to say it's a mental illness issue and i think that and i don't know if people who say that actually believe that Mm -hmm. or if they're just trying to say that so that we'll shut up and not want to talk about it anymore because if you just say oh well it's people who aren't like us then you can just kind of like what you were saying you can just kind of push it onto this problem that we can blame but it's not that simple it's not no so thanks for sharing that article um and so now that we know that, now that we know, okay, it's not a mental illness issue, sure people are still going to be able to get them, whether it's black market or you know what else is a problem? Other states don't have the same laws. Yeah. And so if they're not getting it from their state because they can't, Let's who are they getting it from? And go to another. Exactly. Yep. So, Connor, do you think that if it was like a nationwide thing, that would help? Um. Would it mitigate the problem a little bit? I mean, it might. It might? It might. Would you be open to that? Yeah. yeah. If, like, if there was a if politician was a running pol- and wanting to legislate that, would you yeah, think about... Sh- vo- okay. Yeah. Or On a president, I mean. issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I think it also... And I'm not trying to, like, protect anyone else, but I think that it also... It would almost be stepping on like making our government a little bit too big okay at the same point yeah like i'm i'm just saying 
maybe they might be overstepping their boundaries a little bit or yeah. something like that, which, I mean, I don't know if anyone agrees or disagrees with this, but that's just kind of my two cents. Yeah, so I think if you uh, do it federally, let's just say banning a certain gun, mm-hmm. it's going to be really – it's going to be a crap show Yeah. for a while. I think you got to take baby steps, which I think they're doing, but I feel like they're not doing enough. But just like – I don't want to give it up to the states because then you run into the issue of, okay, well, I'll just go to, you know, Nebraska to grab one because it's illegal in Kansas. Mm-hmm. But but it's weird because when it comes down to, like, let's go back to marijuana, I'm a believer in states' rights with that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something, like, as big as this, I'm a big believer in federal, but I don't exactly know how you'd implement it where you wouldn't almost have a civil war because mm-hmm. there's so many people, you know, like, the West Coast believes this, but the South believes that. You know, it's just so clashing with this whole argument about this. Well, but if you if you could find people who are willing to sit down and let you ask them questions about it. So if we were to get people who were just, no, I want my Mm AR-15 and you you ask them discussion with them. Yeah. And but you ask you ask why? Why do you want it? Why do you need it? I ask them about because I don't think you need it for hunting unless you're going to a lion or i don't even know why you need it for hunting but some people make that argument but i don't know if you're gonna blow a deer's head off or something yeah. with it i don't know I'm, i have a gun but it's not an ar-15 and most people just use it for sp- recreation they go out and mm-hmm. let off steam and shoot yeah. which i mean i think you could do that with other guns and but that's their argument towards it and i would really like to hear maybe some more rational opinions about that because the people i talk to are so bias towards that one way that they won't even listen to my side or toward what one way toward we need our ar-15 you're okay. just you hate what do they you say take, they think i want to i'm going to take all their guns away okay. that they, but i'm a believer in the second amendment but they say well you're uh infringing on my right because that's part of the second amendment government must not infringe or something on my rights to own a gun i go okay well they've infringed on your right to own an rpg you can't mm-hmm. own a <laughs> Semi, I, think, I mean, an automatic, huge machine gun, too. Mm-hmm. I think with their mentality is that, you know, if, you know, they take away the AR-15, then they're going to start taking the other stuff away. And I'm not trying to, like, side yeah, with no, them or anything. Like I, think that is their I think they're, mm-hmm. they're yeah. thinking it's a slippery slope and it's just going to continue going down. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. Which, I, I don't think that would happen. I mean... No. I think once you eliminate one of the most used guns in mass shootings, I think we're kind of ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, I think we'll, mass shootings will go down, possibly, and it will make it harder for people to get yeah, that kind of crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me kind of kidnap your, your thoughts a little bit, and I'm going to take you somewhere you probably don't want to go. Oh, Lord. Um, what if we've lived in a country where the only place a and you brought up people like to shoot for fun like just to kind of blow steam off so what if the only place where somebody could with the exception of hunters citizens just ordinary citizens could actually get a gun was a shooting range and they couldn't bring it home they could rent it for as long as they wanted couldn't leave with it but they could still use it for fun let's say so to get steam out and 
so hunters who have a license to hunt, who have a license for that gun, and it can only be a certain kind of gun. It can't be like a pistol or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What would do you think would be the consequences of that? So there are no AR-15s. There are, if there are 22s, they're at the shooting range. If there are, if there are these AR-15s, okay, let's mm-hmm. we can keep those around. They're at the shooting range. You can't take them home. No one can buy them legally, ever in the U.S. I mean, people will still be able to buy it black market, right? But it'd be yeah. harder because yeah. they would have to get it either from across the literal borders, so Canada or Mexico. Probably not Canada because they're like 90% sweethearts. So <laughs> I don't see them with AR-15s. I just don't. I'm, I'm sure that they do, but whatever. Um, so Mexico or overseas. What is like a realistic problem there i can think of one but i want to know what you guys a uh, big problem would be costs to make all these costs? centers for steam relief almost mm-hmm. most people wouldn't buy into that i mean that i don't know who would be in charge of that would the government have to make those would the, the cities states. yeah state mm-hmm. i mean private business owners so would have to make yeah i mean yeah and who would do it uh, is another big problem um, the, f- I don't know why the first thing that comes to mind to me is uh, self-defense. Like you have a person that comes into your house, and they have not a gun because you know, theoretically saying that you know all guns are banned only at these certain places you can get them, but you know they come in with a baseball bat, a sledgehammer, or something, some other weapon. Mm-hmm. How are you going to defend yourself, you know, yeah. in a real quick instant, mm-hmm. you know? That's definitely, But yeah. I, I don't know why. That was just the very first thing that comes to mind. It came to my mind, that. too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think if you were to do what you're doing, it just would have to be with what we're proposing with, like, the, maybe the AR-15 and maybe another big, huge gun that people – that is not available but mm-hmm. people would like to shoot and have fun with. But, no, keep your guns – People mm-hmm. need guns to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. We need guns. Yeah, from others yeah. and but, our yeah. maybe even our own government. Do you think um, that? I mean, I know that. So you're a state's right with, with with only drugs or. I would say drugs, unless you'd say something else, and I could tell you. You know. So, if, but mm-hmm. federally for guns. Yeah. Okay. Because it's too hard to say. Well, this state's going to do that. This state. I mean. Right. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Where are you at with that? Um, states or federal or what? Uh, kind of with, like, the marijuana. Like, I think it should stay with the states. Okay. I think, I, like, I think I'm, I'm agreeing with him. Um, you know, states, marijuana, whatever. Federally, I think guns should be a little bit more of their issue, but I think that they already have enough on their plate with, you know, all these other issues and stuff. But I still think that the government, the federal government should look into that too to making it at least have some like some some baselines like foundations for gun laws okay yeah and i think states should also have a little bit more and be more enforced Mm -hmm. by the federal government say hey you need to do this or you're gonna pay you know a big fine or something kind of pushing them to do that yeah i really don't know what to do honestly because yeah go ahead i was gonna say it's kind of hard when 
these politicians they don't represent the need the needs of the people they represent whoever signs in their campaign check mm-hmm. and most likely that's the nra they're not going to step on their main uh contributors for their campaigns mm-hmm. we run into this issue every time with politicians they like i swear we're telling them something and they don't like listen to it i've had this issue back in my home state with uh you guys, uh, Betsy Devo, DeVos or Devo? Mm-hmm. Devo, I think. It's DeVos, I believe. Or, De- or anyway. She said, know. We know she is. Yeah. <laughs> I never know yeah. her last name. Yeah. But everybody was totally against that. And our two senators voted yes. Like, mm-hmm. everybody I talked to, both sides were like, this is stupid. She's not set, stepped foot in a public school. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be the secretary mm-hmm. of education. They didn't listen. They listened to the president. Mm-hmm. Not the people. They didn't do what they were supposed to do, which is the first thing is to listen to the people you represent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, is their it's just, job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just yeah, it's like to that. represent they, us, right? It's in their yeah. job description. Yeah, I got into that conversation with um, my last guest, who was an ethics professor here, and she she was just kind of outlining, you know, our politicians get insurance for life. Mm-hmm. They don't have to serve that long. I mean... Paul Ryan is retiring early, so retiring. Right. That's yeah, kind of weird <laughs> but, to retire at forty-eight. Yeah, but he's good for yeah, the rest good. of his life. Mm-hmm. He's getting out of the circus. Yeah, and so Smart. <laughs> is there a problem? I mean, of course, the the problems with gun violence is is us as individuals as citizens. But does it also come back to our representatives? And what they're not doing for us, what they are doing for us, what they should be doing, or what they can't do. I mean, is there something they can't do? I, I, I really don't know. I mean, of course, the laws would, would fall back onto them. but mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think in Florida they would have done something. Yeah. But uh, And I believe the only thing they've done is ban bump stocks. And that could just be in the state of Florida. That could be in cities, like maybe mm-hmm. park, the Parkland town. Like I don't know exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they definitely needed to do something, and they didn't. And the whole state was calling for something, and they did not listen, mm-hmm. and they did not do a thing. Unless maybe the whole state did ban, uh, ban bump stocks, but I'd have to look more into that. So what do you think about the protests that were happening as a result of this? Like school... The walkouts? Yeah, the walkouts, um, the high school, school-age kids who were um, hosting rallies and um, just... I think I don't think anything super extreme happened or anything. I think they were just leaving and then holding up signs and just kind of standing aside and letting people see them. Um, what were your guys' reactions to those? I think they can do whatever they want. I mean, they, they have the right to protest. They were involved. It affects them, mm-hmm. but it affects schools and it affects students. They definitely have the right to protest. And I think that anybody that oh, – I see comments on Facebook all the time that say, get back in school or blah blah I'm like what they're people are dying in schools mm-hmm. and they're protesting that especially the people in florida like they're going there they march to the capitol and they have every right to do so they've been affected by this they want to change they can do this okay yeah i think i think also that um some of the scenes that i've seen on uh social media and uh, as well as the news mm-hmm. is that and i think it also i think the reason people say, you know, get back in school, you know, blah, 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 is that some social media and some of the media has kind of 
there's been like a negative context kind of added to it the way that i've seen some to of the, the protests stuff, some of the protests okay. that they're what? being what like rowdy you know being disrespectful to their schools and all this other stuff i i don't really have an opinion on the walkouts i think it's good if it's a silent walkout but some of the stuff that i've seen it's been them chanting and mar- marching and stuff and sometimes it's been disrespectful to buildings I've seen some that were, uh, you know, damaged or whatever. Like vandalizing? Mm-hmm. Like with and spray paint or something like that. Okay. So, silent protests or, mm-hmm. like, you don't like chants? You don't think those are good ideas at all? I think <laughs> – I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But just I, like, I like silent protests more because they – to me, it, it seems to be a little bit more direct – Okay. And it seems to work a little bit more. I've seen it happen more, so. Okay. I feel like if we tell students they have to silently protest, we're silencing their yeah. voice. Yeah. Like, I I would if I was involved in a protest, I would shout and do the chants mm-hmm. just because that's who I am. But I don't think we should control students as much as we do on this kind of issue. I mean, like it's not like they're walking out every day of the year. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. maybe one, one or day. two days. Yeah. Just and it was like 17 minutes to honor the victims of, or 18 minutes to honor the victims of the Parkland shooting. Yeah. And they completely people lost their minds, acting like they yeah. burnt down the school mm-hmm. and yeah. they weren't returning. Just yeah. Stuff like that. Where does that come from? Where do you? Get, why do people get so upset about that? About people protesting? Anything? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I think just it might just draw attention to, you know, something that they don't want to talk about. Yeah. Have you guys heard of the walk up, not out argument? It's not really an argument. It's more of like a, no? I walk think. Up. You want to explain? That sounds familiar. So, so it was, it was like a, like a like a suggestion to do instead it was like a i don't i don't know if it was an argument but it was like a it was like a counter movement oh for the bullying for the bullying yeah yeah Yeah. so so the the premise behind it was you know don't leave the school just be nicer to your classmates basically did is this familiar to you yeah yeah yeah. okay so what did you what do you guys know about that so far or what what did you think about it well School bullying is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's more of a deal mm-hmm. now because people's feelings are out there. People are talking to more people about their feelings. I think way back when, when people, I mean, it was worse back then. And pe- that's another thing that, like, people say it's, oh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. No, those weren't that good. People mm-hmm. were silently protesting, walking down a bridge. Let's just take Selma for an example. And police people would beat them down with bats and shoot them. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, this is way better times now, but people tend to do that argument. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. But anyway, when it comes down to uh, bullying, I suppose, like people, when they talk more about their feelings, it's more out there. And so when people get bullied, it's, it's, I think it affects them more than it was when people just would hold it inside them. I don't know. When they talk to more people, it seems like they're, I just think it's more of an effect now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. Bullying. Well, I think. I don't know about cyber as well. Yeah, I I was just getting ready to talk about that. Um, I think that now in today's society, I think that, you know, with all of our social media, all of our technology, I think it's a little bit worse 
than what it was back then. Um, just in the fact that you have an audience, yeah. like, you know, you have 300 followers on Instagram or something and mm -hmm. you post a funny picture of a friend and you thought it was funny, but the friend didn't. And essentially that's bullying. And so now it's out there and on the web and, and everyone can, see, can it. see it and it's, and you can hide just, and you can, yeah, you can try to hide and stuff, but I just don't think that, I, I think it's yeah. worse. I agree with you on the whole social media cyber bullying because you can hide behind a wall and do that. So that is, you're right. It is worse with that aspect, but mm -hmm. with like physical and emotional, yeah. I think it was way worse back then but it's just now an issue because we have more media coverage about it mm -hmm. yeah and we have more movements about it i think now it's just more of a psychological bullying yeah and it's sad and pe yeah students. this is another so people would always be like oh the president in the 60s or in 50s they were great they're awesome well yeah there was no media coverage on them mm -hmm. that's just how it is we know we basically live in the president's house <laughs> yeah we know everything <laughs> that's, that's going on we know yeah. about yeah. everything so it's just the whole media thing has just completely gone crazy about everything, which mm -hmm. is good mm -hmm. and bad. I like to be informed. I like yeah. to know what's yeah. going on, but it also really upsets me because I know everything, and it's some of it's terrible. Disturbing. And some of the stuff mm -hmm. that yeah. back in the day that they covered up made people look better, and it's made our country even stronger. Mm -hmm. And now that is seeming to make our country weaker and sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So do you guys think that the, the walk-up, not-out held some water? I... In terms of, because it was like a, it was like a, don't protest, just be nicer, kind of mm -hmm. like a counter protest almost. I, but think, I think it also starts with that. You had okay. to just, you know, mm -hmm. it goes back to, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. um, I think that others need to show more respect to, you know, other students. Definitely. And maybe it wouldn't cause all these shootings maybe it will i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know how would it would how i don't know the science behind that so here was my problem with it <sighs> saying just be nicer to everybody so that they won't shoot you later isn't like a solution you know what i mean so yeah, you can, you can, I mean, most people are not going to be bullies to everybody all the time. And so even if you are, and there was something about this with the Parkland, the Parkland shooter, someone um, who said that, yeah, I, I was nice to him and he still shot my friends. So the problem is just being nicer doesn't necessarily solve the problem. So, you know, even if you're not being like, and I'm not saying you sh you shouldn't not be able. I mean, I'm I'm saying like it's not so much a solution as I think people assume it is. Do you know what I mean? It's a band aid. A, yeah. I right. Mean, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just. I mean, it takes one good thing for somebody to say to somebody to make their year or mm -hmm. their day. You know, it it really does. One nice thing can make somebody's year. Mm -hmm. And I think if we actually have that mentality in our heads and think that the more nice we are to somebody, the better off chances they're going to be great people back. And then mm -hmm. think about their th think about their thoughts when they're like, oh, you know, th no, these people really are nice to me. They care about me. I don't 
I don't know why I'm having these thoughts. I should go talk to somebody about my thoughts mm-hmm. instead of maybe that one bad time when nobody's talking to them and they're everybody knows they're the social outcast and nobody talks to them and people are bullying that person. Mm-hmm. That could lead to some bad things. Well, I know like from a personal experience back home, back in high school, we had we had one student who <coughs> who was bullied quite a bit and. I always try to stand up for him and try to be nice to him and stuff. Well, uh, there was this other student. I'll say student one is the getting bullied. Student two is the one being, or bullying. Okay. Well, so both these students were on the bus. This was, you know, right in the morning. You know, you get up, get on the bus so you can go to school because not a whole lot of people at a time drove for us back home. I think we were in, like, sophomore year of high school Mm -hmm. so some people got cars some people didn't um so student two he bullied student one consistently almost every day throughout you know probably about two years worth of bullying every day Mm -hmm. student one got so fed up he brought a knife and pulled it on the bully and then he got banned from our school, or not banned, but uh, suspended from our school for two years mm-hmm. or something like that. And I think if the bully, I think if he didn't, if he tried to stand up for the kid who was get, kept getting bullied, then maybe that wouldn't have happened. His life probably would be a little bit better mm-hmm. at that point. Because, I mean, that's at that time in our high school, we had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So. So I don't want to use that personal example because mm-hmm. it's, like, your thing. Yeah. So I'm going to use a different one. Okay. So I'll make, I'll make it similar, though, so that we're just on the same, like, wavelength. Okay. So let's say that there is a, is a let's say, sophomore at a high school, and there is someone who – is just a bully in general. Maybe not specifically to this person, but to just kind of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then there is one of the victims of his or her bullying who does bring a weapon to school. So like 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 the people you knew. And let's say it is a gun. Mm-hmm. And they shoot the bully. Is it appropriate to say If you wouldn't have bullied him, maybe you'd be alive. I mean, you obviously can't say yeah. that to the person because they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> but if you were to say, if someone were to say that to hit the bully's parents, well, maybe if your kid hadn't been such a douchebag, mm-hmm. they'd still be breathing. I think so. I mean, you think they should so say that to the... Or not yeah. should say it, but that but it's... A thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that just comes from personal experiences, so. Yeah. Brad, what do you think about that situation? I mean, that, that's the situation people live with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be not, I mean, do you want to live with that on your shoulders for the rest of your life that you mm-hmm. cause this? Be nice to yeah. people. Yeah. What's, the, what's y- the deal? Why do you have to be mean? Right. Just because yeah. they're different. So, with the Parkland situation, I'm just bringing that up because it's fresher. <laughs> um, unfortunately. It, was, it wasn't It was just one kid, right? So it was like 17 or 18 
kids. Were they all bullying this one kid who brought the automatic? What semi-automatic? The semi-automatic. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. I, I'm not sure. There's, a, I don't think he singled people out that easily. Right. Yeah, I don't think so either. So what I'm getting at is, yeah, it's essentially victim blaming. It. It is essentially saying if you were just nicer, maybe you wouldn't be murdered in your classroom later. So that was the problem that I had with it initially, is mm-hmm. the walk up, not the out. Walk um, I'm not really sure what the movement, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a movement, like nobody was doing anything, which was the second problem I had with it, was it, well, so you're not actually implementing this, it's just a counter to the protests that were happening that we talked about. It's more of like a just shut up to me. That's how I saw it, the walk up, not out. I saw it as like a quit protesting, just be quiet and let this blow over. And then when it happens again, this will all happen again, but just like, shh, you know. So that was my problem with it. Do you guys kind of see what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. I see your side, but I still think when they brought that movement that maybe I think you may be seeing the bad side of it because I'm guessing Mm -hmm. some schools actually took they probably took, took it really seriously yeah. and actually started something. Yeah. As in. Well, yeah. Some- and I, th- and I think that, I think that bullying is still a problem and I still think that schools need to do something about yeah. it. I don't think it's fair to tell kids, you know, be nice to this kid. Cause someday he could bring a gun in and shoot you. I mean, it's just um, not, it's not I, healthy to I tell people that. It's not healthy for them to walk around with that in their head. I don't think, I don't think but that was. You wouldn't say it like that, but that's what it's saying, isn't it? I don't see it as that. Okay. I see it, as, see it more as? as, you know, be, be nicer to somebody today because you never know tomorrow if they're your boss. That's the kind of view mentality sure. uh, that that's that's how I've always seen it. Is you know, you'd mm-hmm. always be nicer to people today because you never know in twenty years that they might be your boss or something like that, and then they can dictate back onto you uh-huh. what you did back in high school or something like that. It's kind of, that's kind of yeah. like a dis- that's a different topic, but that's that's how I see mm-hmm. that. That's just how I've perceived it. Right. It's just in this situation, it's like death. And mm-hmm. not the next job. It's, exactly. It's, it's more than the guy you thought was a nerd in high school is you're the CEO of your company now. It's like mm-hmm. now you're seeing other classmates as dangerous who could possibly hurt you if you're not nice people. And then where is it really coming from? Is it actually mm-hmm. coming from empathy for that person or is it coming from fear? Uh, you just you have to think in your head. What I'm going to say, will this negatively impact somebody's life? Mm-hmm. Like, th- will this yeah. affect, yeah. like, wha- I would I would like that for them to say it to me? No. So, Why would I say that then? Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, like, I don't think most human beings, even in high school, even though I know that's a rough <laughs> place for everybody, I don't think most human beings have a problem with empathy. So, I don't think that's where it starts. So, I don't think that these kids with the Parkland shooter – like we said, not all 18 of those kids were not bullying this one guy. Mm. So what was the problem? Those people at the at the country was it country? The 
concert? The Lost Boys uh, Shooting. The, it was yeah. A, yeah. It was. Who sang that? It was. It was, like a, like it was like a it was like a it was like a festival or something. Yeah. yeah. It was like a festival. Those people were not like bullying this guy who went up to a hotel room and mm-hmm. rained bullets down from the sky. So I don't think it's a bullying problem. I think that bullying is a problem by itself. Like yes, that's bad. We should like what Brad what you were saying, we should always think before we speak what we say to mm-hmm. people. Of course. Of course we should. Do I think that's enough? for this particular situation that we're in now where people are bringing guns into schools and shooting their classmates? No, I don't think that's an appropriate thing to say, especially right after something like that's happened. Especially in counter, in opposition to students doing something about it, like a silent protest. It it doesn't have to be silent, but just... Some form of protest. Sure, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that it's victim blaming and I think that it's not genuine, especially if you're not really doing anything about it. You know, you're, you're saying this, you're saying walk up, not out as if that's going to solve everything. And I understand that bullying by itself should not be happening anyway. Mm -hmm. Sure. And of course you should speak to people with respect. We were just talking about this with political correctness. I mean, I know it gets fuzzy with people sometimes, but in general... When you're saying to a group of students who just lost their classmates, well, maybe you should just be nicer next time. Well, you wouldn't say you it wouldn't. like, you mean, like I know that. you wouldn't say again, it like that, but again, that's that what it's saying. It. But because actions have consequences. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's that, what you have control over teach. yourself. Yeah. You have control to do it. Exactly. Yeah. What do you, you mean? You didn't treat that person nice. You tr- you bullied him. You physically, emotionally harmed him. So they deserve so to die. They don't no, deserve to die. But right. It's, but it's but you, ca- axes, you caused your acts have consequences no matter what. Yeah. It's always there's always gonna op- there's always gonna be a reaction to what you do. You don't deserve to you, die, but right. that's what no. happened. Yeah. You get in your car and drive. You know. There's you, a, you get in your car drunk to drive. Yeah. Drunk. You crash. Yeah. Yeah, you did that. But that's but but <laughs> so where I'm coming from is like so that's like saying if somebody is caught in a drunk driving accident, that's like saying to the people who were hit, you shouldn't have been out that late. No, I don't see that. No. Yeah, it makes no sense, right, to say that. So saying <coughs> walk up, not out, is not only saying don't protest, but also don't protest. Also, you shouldn't have been such a douche. But that's in the general. same argument with don't you know uh don't drink and drive drink, like yeah what do you mean look it's you're saying it's don't uh walk out or stand what was stand it? up stand walk, walk up, up not out yeah. Walk up, yeah, yeah yeah this this one obviously is the same thing don't drink and drive no because I, because I it's not as Brad's if it's it's from. not as if it's not as if like what you're saying with with could you could you have control over yourself so the people who walk in with a gun were not forced to go in there with a gun, right? So the people, nobody put the gun in his hand. The bully didn't put the gun. I, I'm just not comfortable saying, even if it was true, even if all 18 of those kids bullied this one man, this one kid, I'm still not comfortable saying, well, I don't know what to tell the 
parents, obviously, because you wouldn't be able to tell the kids, sadly. I wouldn't be comfortable telling the parents, well, your kid was a douche. Yeah. You know? That's the same thing with drinking and driving. So what do you tell the people whose parents – who do you tell the uh, the parents died? You have to tell the kids, Uh sorry, your parents died because somebody was irresponsible, was drinking and driving, and killed your parents. Yeah. It's like saying right. You wouldn't say, "Well, your family was out driving." I don't know what to tell you. You you mean talking to the people to, to the, the person who killed somebody? No, no, no. Talking to the family or the victims themselves if they survived. To me, that's like saying, "Well, you shouldn't have been out there that late anyway." No. You know, people drink and drive at that time. We're not. Th- why, why would you ever no. blame that? You don't blame exactly, them. exactly. Why would you blame Who's the, blaming, the victim? I'm not That's saying you guys are blaming the victim. I'm saying when, when people say walk up, not out, and they mean just be nicer, right? They just mean we can be agree nice on that. Guy. That's what yeah. just be nicer, which is a good premise by itself. But when you're putting that in this context where it's like shootings all the time, you are saying if you were just nicer, this wouldn't have happened to you. If you had just gone out of your way to be this kid's best friend, this would not have happened to you. So it's like with the drinking and driving situation, I'm not coming at it from the the person who got in the car while drunk because that's that person right there who we just said has control over themselves just like the potential shooter has control over him or herself. So it's the victim now where I'm looking at right now, not the not the um the drunk driver or in this case the shooter it's the victims i'm talking about right now but the victim caused so the, the shooter yeah the alcohol caused no. the victim caused the shooter yeah no the victim yeah. oh man isn't that i, I see because yeah. you're saying he was bullied that caused yeah. him to we're think saying I need we're to saying like we're saying like that's the thought is that well he was bullied and so that's why he killed all these kids okay, but then we just said 18 of those kids did not bully him okay but i was bullied in high school and stuff and middle school i didn't go out there right. and went to go shoot somebody right you didn't because you had control over yourself they didn't have to put like a weapon in your hand though but that caused other issues throughout my life even to this day I'm not saying it wouldn't. No, I'm, I'm not, just, I'm saying, not saying, I'm just like, saying that it's not justified. What do you mean? Uh, th- no, I'm, that's not the right word I just said. <laughs> but, but that's um, so right. And that's okay. I know that's not what you meant. But like, yeah, that's where the problem is for me. That's like saying it's justified to have done that to those people because. No, it's no, not justified. It's at not right. Just, it's not justified. But if those kids say that, if everybody would just. Okay, what else is the school supposed to do except say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. What they, do you mean? Because bullying is a big issue. Yeah. So schools have absolutely. to say something to stop that. To stop bullying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so things like this won't happen. And I think that's what this reaction <sighs> so, was to. Yeah. So you guys think that a legit solution to mass shootings is just be nicer? No. Not, no. It's, it's when... It, when these ha- when these shootings occur and it's within the school, like the student goes to that school. Okay. I'm saying I think that's what also Brad's trying to get at. I'm yeah, not sure. but <laughs> like when let's take let's take AR-15s off the board. Okay. So let's say somebody brings a knife. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wants to stab somebody. 
that's a little more better than saying killing 18 people you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so that argument's through the out the window about if they do that and that and that but like just say if people were nicer to that guy he would have second thoughts about bringing a knife to school mm-hmm. but would he though oh is, I'm that's sure. what uh, my problem is because i think it's well, deeper than they didn't smile at me in the hallway or no, they didn't come up to me and say hello they weren't we're nice talking to about me, kids you know? that are seriously physically and emotionally bullied that they're picked out and from they're the crowd. so right but then we just said at the park with the parkland shooter did 18 of those kids physically and emotionally abuse him no no so it's more than that, isn't it? It's more than just all these kids were bullies and they got what they got because, because consequences and A couple and kids physically and emotionally bullied him, mm-hmm. caused him to think, I need to shoot some people because I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm going <sighs> it's to shoot just some not, people. It's just not that simple. It's just... I think it is. Yeah. It's just not, though. It's just not that simple. It's... <laughs> This kid was on the FBI watch list, not because Wait, he was bullied. This case is different. Yes, the yes. Parkland shooting case is no, different because he had an yes. AR-15. This situ- in this situation, yeah, this situation is some kids, but it's I'm talking about adults, too. I think you need to find a case where there was a school shooting mm-hmm. that the kids did not were not bullied in any sort of way. So then yeah. what do you say to the, to the mass shooters who walk into movie theaters should those people have not been in the movie theaters watching sitting in the dark by themselves i mean we have a hand rose yes stephanie go ahead (laughs) sally hook sandy Uh, hook Hook, Hook, yeah was that a that was was sandy hook was an elementary school yeah yeah but the guy there was nobody getting bullied that's correct it was a person it was a i believe a man yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, he was. I don't remember how old he was. He was like. Wasn't a teenager. teenager. I thought he was. I guess when we're talking about this case, I mean, when we're talking about on this discussion, we're talking about students in the school mm-hmm. shooting in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's when I was trying to figure out find a time when somebody who was attending school wasn't bullied, shot the shot so, some people in the yeah. school or. So I think, yeah. yeah. So I think here's the problem, because this situation itself was a high schooler shooting other high schoolers, and then people's response was, "Walk up, not out." That applies to all of them, right? So they were talking to everybody, right, Mm -hmm. about that. So it wasn't just talking about just this particular instance, and we've already we've already said. 17, eight, those 18, 17, 18? 17, I think. Kids? I, I, I think it's 18, 18, including. No, he's not. He's in jail. 17, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I keep so saying 18, but I believe well, it's 17. Well, I think it's 17 because my sister, they did something at my old at high Brad? school. Okay. They did something at my old high school, and I talked to my sister about that, and they. Um, 17. Okay, okay so yeah, 17. Yeah. yeah. It's good that we I get that yeah. right. I don't <laughs> know. So we've already read that 17 of these kids were not bullying or not emotionally or and or physically abusing this kid but he still did it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm saying that is evidence that it is more it is about more and it is deeper than just walk up not out do you know what i mean so it's n- it's more it's a bigger problem than bullying bullying is still a problem and it is still 
unhealthy and schools still absolutely 100 percent need to address it anyway like don't wait until this happens to address it Mm -hmm. but it is not appropriate on this kind of scale to say that that could be a solution that would fix it is what i'm saying does that make sense you don't have to agree i just want to make sure that i'm like saying it clearly enough okay i think that not saying that it's a solution i think i don't think that was the whole part of this you know counter movement or whatever i think it was just more of saying hey this happened because of this you know because of bullying we still need to address bullying because yeah, it's we still, still need to, it's getting yeah. worse as you know as the years progress down the road with technology increasing you know better technology and whatever mm-hmm. you know it's gonna get worse so yeah i ahead. think it's it's a more attainable goal for people exactly sure like school let's say fort hayes does this but what we're not going to be able to change legislation we're not going to be able to do that okay let's just say high school the high school is not going to be able to change legislation and take guns away but what we can't we can control bullying we can try to Mm -hmm. do stuff to prevent that yeah we can't prevent we can't prevent the government to take that or to ask the government to take guns away Mm -hmm. i think you need to start at the small scale like really far down and then you work up yeah to the big you know working up to the federal government saying look this is what's got to happen and everything because you if you start down here and prove all these things are occurring you know proving that you know being nicer each day it could make someone's day or Mm -hmm. it could make someone's year you're not going to change the government in a week yeah you're not going to yeah i don't think anybody's asking for that So this is an obtainable goal Sure. And I think that's and I think that that's maybe comforting, like to start smaller. But I have to share Brad's urgency a little bit because kids are dying. And so it's not like we can just take baby steps necessarily either. You know what I mean? I'm not saying get it done in a week, but I'm saying like at least start talking about the fact that it is deeper, though, than just the bullying yeah but the thing is i physically i can't do anything about it i can't change physically right now no i can't can't change i can't take i know it's a huge issue kids are dying i can't do anything about it i can i can tell my i can tell my legislators we need to change it but are they gonna do it no but you know what i mean they could Mm -hmm. or they can't what i can do i can try to do this bullying thing i this is an obtainable goal for everybody and that's better than kids just walking out, I think, for 17 minutes and saying this and then being over with and wait till the next school shooting to walk out for how many kids died for that many amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. I think this is more obtainable. And I still think kids should be able to protest mm-hmm. and do all that. But I think the schools are smart by setting obtainable goals and focusing more in school, just like in their own school, instead of saying, let's walk out so we can change the government or change the way the government thinks. No, I was just completely, he actually just said what I was getting ready to say. Um, yeah, I think if you start smaller, you know, it'll be easier to get to, get to that bigger picture. Um, I don't know. It's just, I just think if you start small, you know, I know how you say, you know, it's not going to be ending, you know, a week. Well, it's not going to end right. in three years. 
Yeah. Because I think that, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I think I saw something that said mass shootings, like, became more prevalent and more in the media about 40 years ago. I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but I just saw that reading. They happened more or they were covered more? I think that they started happening more and more. Well, or it might be the coverage too. It's probably time. coverage because uh, homicides in America is going down. That's yeah. a fact. Since the '80s, it's been going down. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a little misconception on that. Yeah, I was thinking. like, I don't know if that was accurate yeah. or not. I think so maybe what you would have been looking at is probably more the coverage. Coverage. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Right. But yeah, I just. I think I think it's it's right to to talk about bullying and in its own right as something we need to address in schools anyway. It's just just because it's easily obtainable doesn't mean that it's gonna fix the problem. You know, I mean that's to me that's kind of like saying you know, I have a smoking problem, so I'm just gonna work out more. And it's like that's you can work out more. So what do you think the solution is then? I don't know. Yeah, I think this. I think. Right now, this is the solution. I mean, it's we it got to. I'm not. But the thing is, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm just not comfortable settling with the easiest choice right now, just because I can't. Just because I need to have more, you know, discussions like this, or just if more push for legislature is what we can do right now too. But just because this right now seems like the easiest thing for us to do, I'm not just gonna go for it. I mean, not that I'm not gonna say bullying doesn't need to be addressed again. Of course it does. But I'm just, I'm not going to go for that and say that's a solution just because it's the easiest thing we can think of right now. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but we can't sit around and do nothing. Do nothing. I'm we not have to, doing We have nothing. to take this momentum well, we have you, and you, you have to implement it. This is mo- like, as bad as it is, this is momentum. Yeah. What happened in Parkland is momentum. And that's what started movements. That's what started uh-huh. the movement to Washington and now the bullying movement. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so, momentum. But Brad, like, we're not doing nothing. Well, we're not. We're not. If not you're doing saying it. what you're doing and saying, well, we we shouldn't do this, then we're really no, no, no. no. I'm not yeah. saying we shouldn't do that, so we shouldn't do anything until we figure it out. I'm saying, yes, that's a problem, but it's not our solution. There is a bigger solution. Let's talk about that. And saying that is doing something because we are talking about it and we are getting closer to a solution. It's not doing nothing. I'm not sitting, but you know, on my una- hands. That's um, unattainable. No, it's not for unattainable. Just get, it's just not right now. Is. For us to just, if we just talk is. about it, that's not going to do anything. If school, that's so false. If we, if we just what do you talk mean? about it, <laughs> if we talk about it, we find solutions. That's how you find solutions. You but talk you, about it. But who makes the decisions? We do because we put these people in our representatives. We put them there. We did. Either way, we did. We voted for them, right? But mm-hmm. are they really yes. doing what we want them to do? No, at this point? so get okay, rid of them. How do you? Okay, you vote a new person, and they say Indeed. all. They'll, okay, you'll ask for this. They'll yes. be like, "Yeah, we're gonna get you that." Yeah. Turns out, and if oh, they don't, oh, they, they don't. go. In four years. Yeah. Yeah. So we change legislation. It starts right here with what you and me and Connor are doing okay, right but now. That, that, but we're sitting here that, just talking, and there's nothing. Yeah, happening we're talking for about it. Years. But you know what? If it's better than somebody sitting on Facebook. And saying, well, bullying is the problem, and then just leaving it at that. Bullying's the problem. Easy, right? But no. But it's not. And we know that it's that's not where but it when stops, you say, right? Yeah. But the schools are focusing in on the bullying. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. And so they can do that. Something. They're trying yeah, to you're just, right. They're not saying on Facebook, they're, bullying. They're not they're just the, saying So that. I'm saying, 
it, there's, the there's not either you do it. this or you do nothing. That's a false dichotomy. We can, dichotomy. Can, we can talk right. about it and do the focus on Exactly. The I'm just saying we that. shouldn't stop at walk up, not out. That shouldn't that, be the that was, solution. I think that, that was the starting point. Yeah. That was, no, that was like like that was the counter to it was saying walk up, not out. So yeah. don't protest. Yeah. But I think also once that, you know, that was the original idea, but then it's starting to turn into something what else. What was the original what, idea? You know, walk or protesting? No, no the, the stand up, stand walk, up, walk out. <laughs> We're never going to be able to get it. <laughs> walk up, not out. Yeah, it's, I know it's a <laughs> tongue twister. I know. Um, Good. I think that, you know, that was the original idea was to counteract the, you know, protesting, the, mov- the protesting mm-hmm. movement. And now it's starting to turn into something else where we s- it's starting to get more and more involved with bullying. You know, pe- uh, high schools and stuff are starting to be more educated about bullying than they were. A little bit ago, you know, 10 years ago or something. And this is what Mm. happens when you just sit here and talk about it. People stop to care. Are you going to talk about it for four years? No. People are going to think of other stuff to talk about. Yeah. This will get shoved to the side. No. If you sit. Are you saying we shouldn't talk about it? I said we should talk about it and do stuff. We can't just sit. But you're saying we should just talk about it. No, I'm not saying that. What what is then your what thing that we should I'm saying exactly. here's what I'm saying. I'm saying the walk up not out is not a solution. But we can find solutions. I'm not saying there aren't any solutions so we should just sit on our hands until we find something solid. What I'm saying is there are solutions. Maybe the walk up not out if it's coming from a genuine place of we should be better people. Okay, yeah, that's a general solution for like everything. For this particular situation where we're dealing with mass shootings, where we're dealing with not, I mean, we talked about the mental illness thing under 5%. So it's not just the mental illness problem. Some of them do have mental illnesses. So the guy in Aurora, I mm-hmm. believe, had severe schizophrenia. Or it was him or, or somebody. And then the guy with the Las Vegas shooting had depression. So there are instances where mental illness is a thing. But if someone were to say, well, it's just a mental illness problem, that's not a solution, is it? It's no, part it's of the problem, true. right? But it's not the solution, so we should just leave it at that because talking about it isn't going to do anything. Talking about it absolutely yeah, does. But when you mm-hmm. make that claim, you have when you make these claims to us, you have to give what us claims? another thing to do. No, you're s- I, when you're saying no, that if you focus on that and talk about it, we ch- it's more it's bigger than that. So what is yeah. the solution? So, well, I could think of some solutions. I could definitely legislature is one of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely putting laws into place where people politicians aren't set for life more than we are would help with the you know problems of well they're four years in office and then they're good for life for the rest of their life and they did nothing for us obviously that's a problem that's like a politician problem though i want to focus on the mass shooting so but since you brought up you know getting representatives in well then there's a problem with them not doing what we want so yeah that's a problem and talking about it and getting people to actually represent what we want is I think a solution. Also, I think the metal detectors thing was a good solution, but obviously there are problems with that. But my point is, there's not like one solution we should just sit on and wait for that to take over because you have to start small. But when you said the talking about it does nothing, I just I have to 100% well, disagree. If we seriously just talk about it and say, no one's yeah, saying we need just to talk something. about it. No one, no one is saying that. But you don't like the yeah. walk up. 
movement. Right, yeah. because it's not a solution. It's just a counter movement is to the protesting. Is bullying a factor of school shootings? Of in school it could be a factor, just like mental illness could be. But is it the solution? Just dealing with mental ill people? No. I know, but is the people that are doing in school shootings are they bullied? I wouldn't know. I mean, I wouldn't be able to ask them. I'm sure well, the cases are the people that are doing in school shootings that attend that school mm-hmm. are people that are being bullied. So we found a common factor. In sure. Most yeah. Of so don't you think well we should maybe start and try to get some of that common factor? We should try to solve that common factor? Yeah, I just said that bullying is in itself a problem that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. Yeah, so we can yeah. talk about, we can also t- do that and talk about it. But you don't yeah. like that. No, that's not, I don't, it's not, I don't like that. It's, this was a I counter movement. Walk up, not out. Yeah. The counter movement, walk up, not out. So walk, just be nicer. Don't protest. You can just be nicer and that'll solve the problem. And I'm saying that will not solve I the problem. Think I don't think they thought that's going to solve that. it. They did not think this no. is going to solve the problem. So then what was the point of saying that? This is it, a momentum thing. They have something momentum and they're going to try to do something about it right now. They know it's not the permanent solution, but they can't change gun well, laws in a month. They can't do it. No one's saying they should do that. But what? I mean, that's the thing, though. That's so they know they can't do it. They know they have to do small, obtainable goals. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess if that makes people more comfortable thinking about it like that. that, that actually, something's that happening, is. and they do yeah. small, obtainable yeah, goals. Yeah, and things are still happening, and things are still happening, and that's fine. What do you mean things are still what? happening? Like school what? shootings? Like, no, no, no. Like the momentum that you're talking about. Like people are still, yeah, people still are trying to find solutions. And it feels but like something's how they're happening. finding solutions is they're talking about it. So when someone comes at the walk up, not out from a genuine stance of let's try relating to each other better mm-hmm. or something like that. So that's them talking about it. And then other people are like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should address bullying now. That's a solution right now that's like obtainable, like what you were saying. Yeah. But I'm saying it's not in the grand scheme of things. I don't think I don't know which one of you said that it'll it'll solve a lot of the problems. I just don't think so. Just like I think only dealing with mentally ill people will solve it either. I don't think so. I think that both play a factor. I don't think one of them by themselves is in itself a solution. I don't think we don't, I don't think we said that, but it's just like, right. You you have to do something other than just, I understand that Brad. I understand you have to do something other than talk about it. Yeah. But I'm saying no one's just talking about it. No one's like what we're doing right now. No, we're not over there protesting, but does that mean we're doing nothing? No, no. No. So we can still talk about it and still find more solutions. But I'm saying right now, if we were to switch it over to the mentally ill problem, which we talked about a few minutes ago, and if someone were to say, well, just make health care for mental, mental illnesses more affordable, I still think mental illness should, I still think that should happen in general, just like I think bullying should be addressed in general anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't think in the case of mass shootings, it is the solution just because it's the one we can easy, so- easily think about. But it's something that the that counter movement can latch onto and get their movement out there yeah. really quick. 
Because if they just if there was no movement or was no shooting or whatever, there couldn't they couldn't say, Oh, you know, you know, stand up, don't go out or Yeah, stop bullying. Like, stop bullying. Okay, everybody's like, Oh, like, okay, because, yeah, we'll stop. Because there has been those types of programs and stuff in mm-hmm. the past, but I haven't seen anything, you know, work. I think that this type this type of move this type of counter movement plus the shooting will kind of bring the momentum going forward more and more. Plus the talks. Plus the talks will eventually and lead to things to lead to change. Yeah. Right. So I think the I think where we're coming out of like a fork in the road is that I understand it's a quick fix. I understand it's an obtainable goal in that way. It's like a, it's not no, 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 no. What I mean oh. is, let me clarify. It's an obtainable goal right now. So I understand that. So it brings comfort knowing that, that, well, here's a potential solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's not enough. I'm not saying yeah. don't not yeah. bully. Yeah, yeah. correct. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm also not saying bullying isn't a problem obviously it is i'm saying mental illness isn't just the only problem bullying isn't just the only problem it's deeper than both of those things and so just saying if if someone were to say if it wasn't walk up not if it was like don't protest uh donate to mental health centers let's say why did you even need to put don't protest in there? Why why wasn't it just also do this too? You know, so like it wasn't this whole walk up, not out counter movement. My problem with it was, first of all, essentially it is victim blaming. Second of all, I understand the don't bully part, but it's still, it's like, it's like what, what Brad said. It's like the it's like a band aid. It's it's not. But here's the thing. So, when you okay, so these are high schools doing it. Mm-hmm. What does protest actually mean to them? What do you mean? When they go like out and what? hold signs and then okay, we're done. Protest is over. We protested it. What? You don't think yeah. you? They don't. They don't know what. The, they don't. I don't think they I actually think know how far it's going. But when they can actually physically change something what? in what do their you lives. Mean? When people people throw around protest a lot, let's mm-hmm. go protest. Okay, we're done with the protest. Let's get in our car and let's go home. What did that exactly accomplish? So say I went, I go to my home and protest something. There, I That's might I have home? a town of eight hundred people. Is that going to create a change? Eight hundred people in my hometown. If, if I went, to everybody protest, protested. If let's say four hundred people protest, yeah, it's going to create a change at the federal level. At the federal level, well, what are you protesting? Let's say well, banning AR-15s. Yeah. Is I mean, that yeah, going to change the mind of my senator? Okay, might change the mind of my senator. not right away. Yeah, like as soon as he sees, oh well, this town of eight hundred people, half of them are protesting this. I'm going to change my mind. No, but then you understand this was on like a national scale, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, okay, so you're saying that doesn't mean anything? I don't think it means it means a lot to a certain amount of people that actually know what's going on and how that actually works. Mm-hmm. But when you give an obtainable well, goal to a group of people that they can actually accomplish, they'll get it done. I'm con- what? 
You get okay. where I'm coming out. Yeah, okay. I, get, so, I get you. I'll, I'll explain. I'll try okay. to explain it the best I can. Okay. So protest is a kind of a just funky word almost. People say let's protest. Okay. Do they actually know what if it's going to change? No. Do they actually know they can maybe change it? Yes. I mean, they can think we can maybe change this, but when you throw an obtainable goal at them. They, mm-hmm. Everybody knows we can do this. I can yeah. change okay. what I'm because doing, then, and we can change this. Okay. Because then it puts in their mentality that oh, you know, if we take this step, oh, we made that yeah. goal. Oh, we can we do more. Bowling. We, we can, can do yeah. more. And so just you don't think you're, you're skipping rolling. the baby steps? You're skipping to this is wrong. We're going to the government. We're protesting. We're going to change. What? Mm-hmm. No. I, when did I the, say that? Well, you say that, kind of but by the counter movements. Yeah. Be- people put counter movements out there. Because it's easier to do obtainable steps to the big goal. They're putting baby Count- steps. Do you say people ba- put counter movements out there? Counter movements? What your term was, counter movements, correct? So a count? No, no, no. A counter movement is is a movement that goes against another movement. But so it's not like it's not like a sub movement. That what you're talking about is like a sub movement where it's like we should do these little things underneath this big umbrella a counter movement is like something that goes against the other one i don't think the counter movement is a correct term for what's going on i think it's a sub movement so but they said walk up not out so because that not know, in there is the yeah, don't protest but the thing is it's obtainable it's, yeah you can obtain this goal but but do you understand that it's a counter movement? I think it's no. I think it's a sub movement. How is it a sub? It's directly That's going it. against protest. It's directly saying do not protest. I don't the think not it's going. In a, there. I don't think it's going against them. I think it's saying. I think walk okay. up, not out. So as in like, walk up to the people, not out and it's protest. It's because the whole word it's protest. Yeah. He, okay. And that word is thrown around every everywhere. It's thrown around everywhere. Does it actually create change? Sometimes. But when you give it, okay. okay, so these are high schoolers that want to do this. Mm-hmm. When you give them these stepping stones to the big goal, they can do. They can look at that and they can go, we can do this. When I throw mm-hmm. a protest, that means get in a van and let's go to the Capitol and protest. Does that yeah. actually change things? So you don't think like it's useful at all? Like you don't think it raises any kind of awareness? It like, does raise awareness. awareness but so is that, that doing it anything? It does do things. I think it does okay, do things. Okay, then it I does think, do something. Well, I think it does something, but on such like such a minimalistic type thing. But then but we were but just talking about baby steps. Oh. And how Lord. they're <laughs> and how you should do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they should be able to protest, but yeah. I think when they give this alternative to protesting, when you can actually feel like you're doing something, I feel like I would be doing something more focusing on this bullying thing than I would holding this sign. Mm-hmm. So you would say, don't protest, do this instead. I would, yeah. as a sub thing. And that's, and that's fine, up. and you can say that, but it's still going against protesting. Do you know what I mean by that? So like... So, like, saying don't drink and drive, stay at a friend's house instead. So, if, if there were a bunch of people who were petitioning for drinking and driving and then you said, no, 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 just stay at a friend's house, that's not a sub-movement to drinking and driving. It's, it's directly countering it, so going against it, so, like, opposing of it. You know what I mean? Do you think protesting and solving something that they're protesting about is different no i'm 
Brad, I'm talking about the movement, like what it's like, what I it know, is. But so with, like with your drinking and driving thing, those are uh-huh. like. So what I'm meaning is. Uh, I'm just talking about what the walk up, not out like is about. Obviously, though, they care about protesting and they care mm-hmm. about the big issue. But they sure know they care about the big issue, but they don't want protesting. They know, though, that this is an obtainable goal that yeah, you can that's a- fine. that everybody can do. And they, that's fine if they know that. And if they they're think not that. saying absolutely no protesting. Yeah. Just stay in school and do no bullying. Obviously, that you can protest. Okay, but when you say don't protest, do this instead, you are saying because don't protest, you can, right? You're actually doing something about it. Does but so you. But protest there. These people that are saying that this movement, uh-huh. they're thinking that if we, hey, if we give them this obtainable goal, they will do it. Mm-hmm. That's fine, Brad. It's okay if that's what they're thinking, but it's it is a counter movement to the protesting because they're saying, "Don't protest, do this instead." Okay, if you're saying it's counter, if you're saying that, it's because they know protesting, they don't understand what protesting actually is doing. The the kids, the high schoolers, mm-hmm. they can go protest. What is that actually going to change? Them protesting. Okay, sure, but like you know that it's it's a counter. You know how it's a like a counter movement now, right? I think it's just kind of like an escape goat type thing, which they're doing, so people can actually feel like they're doing something. Was that like? Like, I understand what you mean by, like, the obtainable goal thing and how this is what they're trying to do, but, like, you you wouldn't even, like, reconcile that it's a counter-movement to protesting because they're saying do not protest. So do you see now how it is a counter-protesting? Counter they're saying don't protest, do this instead. So it's a counter-movement. I know that's just semantics. It's just what – it's just, like – I don't know. I know that's what mm-hmm. it think. I, I believe it's more into that than just this. Don't do that. Yeah. Do this. You, you can you can think it's like yeah. a good thing. But I think but it's a great thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But like you know that it's they're saying don't don't protest. So it's a and there's reasonings behind that. Mm-hmm. But that was a yes. I I think the okay. So I could say yes to it being a counter thing, but I think it's they're doing that for the bigger purpose that's fine Mm -hmm. i'm just making sure that we're on the same page it is definitely a counter movement because at first it seemed like you weren't seeing that they were saying don't protest and maybe that's because i didn't explain it right maybe i just didn't explain like no i understand that it's a counter one but it's bigger than that it's like on a way Mm -hmm. bigger scale than just saying don't do this do that i think that's what you're you're making it sound like it's something that is just absolutely like two ends of the spectrums don't do that do this like it's all part of a big plan because you can't create change i i don't think they're on completely different spectrum i think when you pit the two against each other then they become pit against each other so it's like don't protest do this instead i'm not saying literally they're the complete two opposite things to do doing a non-bullying um movement and a protest movement aren't on the same realm of course they can be on the same realm and they are i'm just saying when you pit the two against each other they become counter movements to each other okay that was all i was saying so it's not like 
It's not like you but can do you either do one or the other. Where we're coming from? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I haven't said much, but he's basically saying my mind yeah, at this yeah, point. I just think when you throw around protest, oh yeah, let's mm. protest. Yeah. It, but it, when you can actually do something to create a change, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing with this counter movement. Okay, mm-hmm. but then when we said, don't you think protesting raises awareness? It certainly does. Mm-hmm. And is that doing something? Does that create change? Can is that physically is doing it, something? Is it? Is it doing something? Is raising awareness doing? Yeah, let's creating change. Sure. It can. It can. But I. Is it? But, but is, are you does it have creating the impact? It? You know what I mean? Like I can physically do something about mm-hmm. this. Does it have the impact? Physically, as much? physically doing a bullying well, movement and a protest movement are both physical things. What well, do you I mean, mean? Does it have the same impact? Mm-hmm. Say you do an event for bullying. Mm-hmm. You, you. So you. What would that like, bullying event look like? Oh Lord! Um, <laughs> would it be raising awareness more, about bullying? More, uh, well, how about you can control you can, yourself and be nice to people? Yeah, sure. Countering the bullying, you but can physically do that. I can physically hold a sign that says "Let's yeah, raise can, awareness." Yeah, yeah, you can do both. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what the but physical what the physical difference is. I'm controlling you myself con- towards another person. I can be nice to that person. I can uh-huh. change them. Right. Or I can wa- raise awareness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is, which is talking be- to which people is better. talking about it. Which is better? Well, Me doing f- something physically so, to change. So, yeah, here's the problem. So, I think I see them both as equally doing something, and you don't. I think I they're equally. You go, sorry. Well, I'm I was just going to say, I don't think that. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're no, fine. I, yeah, no, 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 no yeah. you're good. Um, I was just going to say that, you know, if you do have you know holding a sign protesting awareness i like it cool whatever um but if you have these programs within a school physically doing something about these bullies that is going to have a more of a lasting impact than you holding your sign up at a rally in or putting a poster up in a school up in a school because raising awareness what is it the what was that show 13 reasons why or something like that mm-hmm. that great show by the way <laughs> i love it not for that context but i relate a lot to it okay but it um you know all they did after you know the girl passed away mm-hmm. all they did was just put up signs and did that do anything no but if you actively have these programs within the school that consistently harp and watch these people or kids doing the bullying, they will have consequences of being a bully. Yeah, I, I see them as both. You think I still raising don't. awareness I and so, physically doing so, something so, are the same. So here's so here's the thing. So where I see it is it's like if you don't if you don't think that something is like a big deal or you don't understand it, so something like mental illness, raising awareness can do a lot for people who are in that area where they don't understand it. They it means nothing to them. They don't know like the difference between someone who just doesn't have empathy and somebody who has schizophrenia. Raising that awareness so that they can be able to tell the difference helps them be better decision makers, and that is doing a lot. Also, doing addressing bullying, whether it's like events where it is raising awareness that bullying yes does happen and this is how it affects people, or it's like. Harp, what did you say? Like watching 
like active like if you see someone being bullied within yeah yeah so just so like so like being so like right yeah so like teaching instructors or even principals how to watch for that kind of thing and how what how to know what to look for and what is what is a person who's being bullied how do they act what's going on in their head how do you empathize with them so both things all of those things are raising awareness and they are doing something even if you're not physically putting a kid down in a chair and saying don't bully and like shaking a finger in his in his face i don't think that's what the events are doing anything like that but even if it's just on the physical part that we were talking about i think all of those things are doing something so i so i i don't think just oh just protesting you know the sissies are just out protesting not that that's what you're saying but just just carrying a sign does nothing i i think it's more than just i think it's and i think it's more to those kids on who walked out on that day in april or march whenever it was i think it was about more than just we're walking out of the school for se- 17 minutes and then we're coming back in. I think it was more than that. I think it was more than just the marker on the signs and like the, go ahead. I was gonna, do you think like, so Hayes High did it, or I think Hayes mm-hmm. Middle School. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they do both. You think, I think they, yeah. So yeah. do you yeah. think they actually, by walking out for 17 minutes and then just going right back inside, do you think that affected them at all? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or do you think it affects them to this day, and they're gonna say, yeah. "Oh, we're we're gonna stop bullying now mm-hmm. because yeah. of just walking out." Because of the physical act of just walking out, no. But I think what the movement meant to them, and that they got to participate in something like that, I think is monumental in their lives and will be forever. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they understand that at this age. I don't think so. Do you either. think middle school? My brother's twelve. He's in mm-hmm. sixth grade. And the fact that he's do you think I, he would I know that? I if he never did, that? did something like that. When I was 12, I didn't do that. I but didn't participate in these things. I when, wasn't aware yeah. of anything. It well, just it made no like impact on me. It makes when we were that young though. No. And, and that's great, big. but but now that it is happening, if I were a 12 year old right now and this was happening, would I be concerned? Should I be concerned about that? Should I feel like I should do something about it? Absolutely. Were and you, part of that to me would be protesting and raising awareness for myself, trying to figure out what's going on trying to raise awareness to other people to say, hey, this is my problem too. Absolutely, I think it would change my life forever. I don't think in high school, middle school, you would have done that. You might be really I, different than most people. Well, I mean, the fact yeah. that but they most did, peop- I think yeah. I could have. Yeah. I, I think you I are a good different. But most people, they go, oh, yeah, we're having a bullying session today. Okay, some guy's yeah. coming in. So we're putting a poster up. They think, oh, yeah. So that's actually – that's so ironic because that's why these protests are happening so that these kids do understand what it's about so that these kids do understand what's going on in our country right now and so that kids do understand there are things you can do about it right now and there are things still to learn about it so let's raise awareness and let's get together in unity and figure this out together and i think that's what this movement means to these kids and so yeah absolutely i think it changes their life and i think also and it reverts back to your actions have consequences. Yeah. Consistently sure. throughout your life. So. Absolutely. Sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You don't think it, you, you think the I protests think were it, pointless. Not pointless. That's a pretty well, well, if it, well, if it doesn't do anything for them, why would they do it? Because if it's not having say, an impact. Because people say, let's go protest. That's everybody's yeah. first thought when something bad happens. Let's go protest about it. What is actually so. changing? They're not. Do you think those middle schoolers were raising so, awareness about uh, school shooting or bullying by walking out for 17 minutes? 
Well, but Brad, that's not the only thing they were doing was just physically getting up and walking out of the school, waiting 17 minutes and walking back in. That's not the only thing that they were doing. Physically, yeah, it's what they How were do we doing know that, physically. Though? We don't know what, what they were doing. Well, actually, my sister is – well, my old high school, my – they – what they did was – and I'm not saying – Is it Hayes with, High? No. Uh, Pleasant Ridge High School. Oh, sorry. And Le- – no, Okay. Easton. <laughs> um, but what – they did, um, and I had talked to my dad about this, and he talked, and he was talking with my sister. Mm-hmm. And so, what would ha- What they did was, is that they walked into the gym. They didn't go outside of the school. Mm-hmm. They walked in. I think this is what they did. They walked into the gym. Mm-hmm. They were in there for 17 minutes, and then they read each one of the um, biographies of each one of the students. Really? Which I think at Parkland. Yeah. Oh wow. At my old high school they did that that's awesome yeah wow. that okay. was really something that and my sister actually wrote or spoke about one of the students which i was like go Mara. yeah that's cool <laughs> but uh i just think that that i think that kind of did a little bit more mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to side with no. each one of you but uh, i think that it i think when you talk about it and then i think what the my high school is doing my old high school is that they're going to start doing more and more because we've had multiple issues with bullying mm-hmm. multiple issues throughout probably about s- 10 years now so i think they're going to try to do more and more and more so yeah i believe great. protests do some don't think i don't think that i think they do raise I, I don't think i, yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't think you, I you think, think they do nothing which is why i'm confused at why why you're saying oh just protest like it's just some willy-nilly thing that well, does when nothing. They're this what young things well i just think when they're just this age. young it's not residing with them what is actually what the what the protest actually is meaning but when you give them an attainable goal thrown at them i can physically control myself i can mm-hmm. physically be nice to this person we can physically stop bullying. We can do this. Mm-hmm. It's a little more with the high school level. It's better than let's get in a van or let's go outside and let's, you know, let's, let's try to raise awareness and stuff. But mm-hmm. if we actually can do something about it ourselves, we can physically change what's going on here and then move up along with everybody else who's physically changed their school setting. Mm-hmm. We can physically do something nationally yeah and that's and that's fine and that's and those are still great goals i'm just saying like i'm not gonna just look at protesting oh it's just protesting like everybody just wants to protest but it doesn't mean anything i absolutely think it means well when they don't okay this is another thing they don't they can't even vote yeah so they're protesting that's maybe raising awareness to people who can vote Mm -hmm. but well you know they're gonna get older and then eventually vote though yeah, obviously, so, but what do so they what actually do? do but anything? if they're focusing more on protesting and not visit fisi- and not doing the counter one, what they're just gonna protest for a couple years? You know what I mean? Mm. You might have to clarify a little bit. I don't actually. Okay, so people can't vote uh-huh. until they're a certain age, correct? Yes. Right. So eighteen. Yes, yeah. I do know this. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. And so when my brother's twelve and he's in sixth grade, mm-hmm. he's gonna go out and protest for change. Mm-hmm. What is what can he actually do other than holding a sign? Keep that says, educating Let's himself and keep raising awareness and educating other people. And then hopefully in uh, six years, and then six be years an educated voter. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a whole long process just to change yeah. this one thing that happened. Yes, six years yes, ago. Yes, Brad, it is not a 
is not a two month solution. I didn't say it was it's, a two it's month. Like a, but it, it is. It does take do time. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. And we are doing something now. And I'm saying that's what that's what protesting is part of. I'm not saying we should only do protesting and then leave the rest to the wolves. But protesting is absolutely part of it and absolutely does do something. It is not just these 12-year-olds who don't understand anything, who are not doing anything. Obviously, they do understand it because they're out there. And even if they don't understand it entirely like you and me and Connor do, they're going to because they're starting early, which I didn't. And so I wasn't – I, of course I didn't care about these kinds of things because it wasn't a big deal to me. But when if those things were happening – when I was 12 years old and I got to participate in something like that, yes, it would definitely do something and raise awareness. I would be more educated probably than I am right now, at least with, with voting and, and with even, I would say, gun, gun rights issues and, and things like that too. But yeah, protesting absolutely is a great itty-bitty step, you know, baby step, just like addressing bullying is, just like addressing mental illnesses, just like realizing too it's deeper than that and this is a more complicated issue than just choosing one thing over the other only choosing protesting over anti-bullying uh events or vice versa Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah Yeah. and so and so yeah i think i mean nobody has to agree with that nobody has to say yeah i think i think protesting is the greatest thing ever i don't think protesting is the greatest thing ever but yeah i think it i think it's a change i think it is part of the momentum like you were saying and i think that it does change things i think that it does start to change things just like um civil disobedience does just like um the what's it called selma Mm -hmm. just like i think that just you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) just like i think when mlk was saying you don't have to hurt anybody to do this you just have to be our civil disobedience is our strategy absolutely it does something they actually they physically (laughs) did stuff though yeah yeah and that's fine yeah you you can physically do things too but i'm saying protesting isn't nothing i know i'm saying they mostly did physical things that's fine but yeah protesting does you have to understand where i'm coming from i do brad i do do you understand where i'm coming from yeah definitely okay i just think you i thought you didn't really like my opinion as in about what? saying physically doing i physically doing something is better than protesting yeah like in like the that's, bo- that's like the kind the of mentality that i'm kind of getting from this whole that, thing yeah that you would rather that protest that more no okay the, you think okay. it's absolutely 50/50? not absolutely not the problem came when you said when you were describing protesting as like this willy-nilly thing that nobody With really believes in, then I had a problem because it is absolutely something that changes people's lives. I just think because we're talking about young children that it does not affect them as much as it would if we protested now. That is just my yeah. opinion because they're not old enough to understand. I can what so going like on. in I can what a, way? I can agree and disagree on that because you do have things that happen when you are younger that affect you today mm-hmm. like i know for i don't know how old brad is I'm or 19. you guys okay like for us we grew up in a time where 9-11 and terrorism was a big thing and it still is to this day mm-hmm. so in a sense this kind of 
all these shootings and stuff kind of could have an impact on these kids today or have an impact mm-hmm. when they grow up and become those voters. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to side no, with anyone. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I it's not about, it's not <laughs> yeah, about, but, um, it's okay. It's, um, I mean, I think it does have an impact when they do do these, you know, protests or when they start these little programs that within the schools that will help, mm-hmm. you know, ease the process of, you know, say you do get bullied. How do you, you know, combat that within yourself? Mm-hmm. And then for people then who want to stop, other people like stand who up for other start, people. Yeah, and then it goes back to the stand mm-hmm. up. Don't yeah. mo- know don't what to protest, look for, like know what to look for, yeah. and everything. Woo. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Absolutely no. Yeah, no. I'm not saying that it's either you protest no, or I, you do the anti-bullying thing. I got you. And I don't think that's where either one of no. you were coming from either. No. But I, the problem with this whole walk up not out thing was the fact that it said not out. If it had just been walk up, okay. But they said, don't protest. So I don't think their whole meaning was do not. I just think, I know yeah. you like that, that word. No, but no, I, no. I, it's not that it, Brad, it's not that I like the word. It's that the word is in there. I know. Yeah. But do the, not The meaning protest. of it wasn't but just say, nobody can protest this. Nobody. It was just meaning, yeah. do they, they should have said instead. Yeah. But they used the word, don't. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Not. But it's the same thing. Yeah. It's it's not that I it's not I, that I'm putting this meaning onto it, Brad. It's that I it know. literally says do not I protest, think the word, walk up. <laughs> I honestly think the word not is a different meaning in this thing. What what does not mean in, in this situation as opposed to we're way back to like step one here then. So I just think in my thinking, they're giving you a different way to make a change. Sure, yeah, and yeah. that's fine, and th- and it is by itself a good a good. Um, by using the word "not," I know it means "don't." Yes. But I think they're saying, "Hey, let's try to do a change we can accomplish," which is that. I mean, I, th- I think <laughs> maybe that's like where that. I think maybe that's where you're coming from on it because you see both of these things. Yeah. Because you see, because you see, protesting is good, and you see anti-bullying activism is good, mm-hmm. but where this movement itself like just by itself the people who initially came up with it i don't think that's where they were coming from because they could have just said oh also you know you can protest too and then let's also work on this so like also not instead also let's walk up also protest if you want to obviously don't have to but it was it was counter to protesting and that was my problem with it i think the people think- who c- Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I also think that the part of the wording was, um, because it was used with a hashtag, mm-hmm. I think because of that, they're going to have to shorten the name. Like, you know, there was the whole, I think it was the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. I think, was that was that a thing? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't, yeah. I don't remember. No, um, you're right. But just trying to, like, shorten it so it's catchier, you know, Everybody remembers their, you know, the most annoying songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. And they know every word of it, but they hate the song. I'm so, saying so that it's just So you don't think it was remember. intentional to put the knot in there? I think I think maybe. I, I'm not the one who wrote it, so I don't know exactly what the writers of that phrase said or were thinking. I don't know who the so, writers. No, well, 
specifically what their names or anything like that. But no. I would think that if you're if you're starting, it. yeah, I I would just think so. that if you're starting a movement just by itself and not to not to oppose of another um of another group so like you know how feminism and men's rights activism get pit against each other mm-hmm. like that's on purpose by the people not all of them but by the people who don't think feminism has anything good to say they go for men's rights activism instead not because they think both are good but because they think one of them is bad so the other one is better you know what i mean so like when people put not in there when they didn't have to it's in like it's a deliberate thing you know what i mean so like when people say walk up not out they're saying do this do not do this so they're purposefully excluding that other action that's on the other side of the of the not you know what i mean so like i i don't think that it wasn't deliberate because when people are starting these movements, they're not just going to put something in there that they didn't really want in there. You know what I mean? I just think they're – I'm going to go back always back to this. <laughs> they're just making it easy for those people to get an obtainable goal. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. Okay. That's fine. I mean, they can, they can, have, they can have this, this, you know, alternative, I think is the word you used, or, or also this. But the fact that they said, but don't – pro like – don't do this do this instead was what they were saying i just think they're and thinking so, let's focus on this because that's the problem than the, other than we know it's a big issue and we know that guns are a big issue mm-hmm. but let's just focus on this and then we'll work our way up to that mm-hmm. i know focus it, on focus, on, focus the on what's going on in the schools mm-hmm. yeah and then you don't think that's what the protesters were trying to do was trying to focus on what the they're what trying the to change the gun tra- the guns yeah that's what they were going more towards the guns. They're than protesting the that. Yeah. We need to yeah. Ban well, they're, guns. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And they were also like trying to protest like what's going on. What's the I don't think problem. they're protesting I think bullying. So. I think they're. No, 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 that, not not bullying, not bullying. I think they were they were trying to raise awareness about that we have a problem in our school systems. We have a problem with guns, with violence. I don't think bullying was specifically part of that. I don't think it was like on their signs or anything. But I don't think the two, I don't think protesting and anti-bullying activism have to go against each other. I don't think you have to only focus on one and not the other. And I don't think that's what you're no, saying. No. Okay. And so, and so that's why I think that maybe where you're coming from is, you know, let's focus on the anti-bullying. But the phrase or the hashtag, like you said, Connor, itself... Mm-hmm where it comes from, I don't think is the same thing as what you're saying, Brad, or uh, yeah, Connor, I, too. I think it is, and I uh, think yeah. I've looked okay. deep into it, and that's what my belief in it, is that they're thinking we can focus in on this issue, and we can create a change, and everybody can do it. Everybody can be a part of this. Mm-hmm. We can all create that change. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we all can't protest, okay. but I feel like people – high schoolers middle schoolers administrators school boards all these people think we can actually implement this we can do this and then we mm-hmm. can work our way up yeah. to the other thing i think mm-hmm. you can i think you can do both yeah and i believe that too yeah i just mm-hmm. i'm a belief believer in we can physically do something and physically mm-hmm. do baby steps yeah and fix something greater yeah yeah i think 
because change doesn't I mean, happen overnight, and we all know that. Your right. actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So you do create these little programs mm-hmm. and know all these things rather than going ahead and protesting with standing outside. Do you know who Zach uh, Cole? Mm-hmm. Forgetting his last name. Zach, he was on our floor. Uh, uh, um, last, I want to say his last name oh, is Cole. Oh, 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 um, he's getting married, isn't he? To yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay yeah. so so he yeah. was one of the people I have him on Facebook, and he was one of mm-hmm. the people who, um, posted one of the walk up not out mm-hmm. uh, hashtags. I don't know if it was a it was like a meme or a hashtag or a post or something. So I could I could just eventually bring him on here and just kind of help mm-hmm. explain like what that yeah. was all about. Why was it walk up not out he, instead of yeah. just walk up? Let's deal with this yeah. problem too. Um, and so that's one I way we could get w- to the bottom of it. Yeah, I think he would be a good individual to bring in. Great guy though. <laughs> yeah. Would you guys like to come back if I were to do that with him? Oh yeah. If I were to bring Zach on. Oh yeah. I can't think of his last name. He's. <laughs> yeah. If I I'm gonna him. send this to him and then he's gonna be like. So offended that I couldn't <laughs> think of his last name. Oh, Isaac. well, sorry, Zach. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Anyway, um, yeah. I mm-hmm. Great talk. Yeah. Honestly. This uh, what, um, what are s- a couple of solutions? I think we could all agree that bullying is definitely a solution. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, dealing with mental illness too. What what is another at least to just the gun, the guns, vi- gun violence and mass shooting? What's one solution or a couple solutions, I guess, if you want that you guys could think of? Um, for the gun mass shooting violence, uh, I think we just need to work our way up to banning the AR-15. That's just my thought. AR-15. I don't, th- I don't think citizens should have it. And okay. But I'm a total believer. You can have everything else. Mm-hmm. Just like we know that this is associated APG with or AR. What is it? Huh? The big missile thing. Oh, except the RPG. RPG. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. talk. Yeah. But <laughs> like, and if maybe they are 15, if we take that away and something else pops up that's the mass shooting, maybe we got to think about something else, another solution other than that. But since we know, like, if there's another, yeah, like maybe I'm just crazy different. and think that that's the a scapegoat and then we get rid of it and it's something else okay maybe we have to think well that's not maybe they are 15 wasn't the answer mm-hmm. okay i'm not, not yeah. opposed to being wrong so I like just if think we, we have to do something so like if we mm-hmm. took away ar 15s but then it's still an it's issue. still an it's issue maybe we okay. obviously i was wrong okay yeah. but you have to try something we can't just sit here and wait for another one to happen mm-hmm. everybody absolutely get, agree. Get riled up again and then same thing mm-hmm. well i think my final thought on that is you know when you get your gun, like you go buy your gun, you have to go through all the background check and everything. I think that, like what I said earlier, you know, have a mandatory firearms class. You learn how to do, how to have your weapon, how to di- how to disassemble it, put it back together within a certain time, so you know the ins and outs. Also, learn how to fire the weapon itself. Learn how to, you know, what happens if it gets locked up or you know something like that um it's like just a comprehensive yeah. education on guns yes. like a if you want to bi- buy a yeah you have to go you would have to go through that and then then you could get your gun as well as going through a 
psychiatric evaluation. I think I might be wrong on this that they do something like that in China or Japan that you have a to get psychological evaluation. Yeah, and you have okay. to go through um, some kind of firearms class, and it it's like up to a year to go through completely. Like you have to go through, you have to get your license and everything. So just my last yeah. two cents. Cool. I think both would be great <laughs> yeah. solutions. I also think the I those and then as well as the metal detectors, as well as just trying to talk about what's really unfortunate in these situations is when the shooters um, are killed by police or killed themselves, and there's not really a way to find out why what was going on in their head or like I mean you can see kind of paper trails leading up to it like a lot of them nowadays will post on social media something really creepy that will catch people's attention but you don't really you don't really get to sit them down with like a psychiatrist or a psychologist and really dig into what is the problem here like is there a problem with human connection were you bullied was it like a mental illness thing you know and, and I think that makes it really difficult but um still it's not it's it's still something to, to talk about and try to figure out what what is the problem here but but thank you gentlemen for coming and sitting down with me and, and talking about this thing it was good yep i was just gonna say thanks for having us on yeah, yeah no problem. this was a lot of fun good see I know. you're fine I've been on this radio <laughs> it's <so>. fun <laughs> okay good i'm glad you guys had fun um Hopefully, if to those of you listening, you will also, you know, when you hear people like us talking about these things, you know that you can also talk to your friends, talk to family, you know, people who disagree with you. It's fine as long as you're talking about it and getting it out there is what's important. So this was Coalition M. Have a great night, everybody. And like it oh yeah, it presses oh. right there. Oh. How was it? That what was did you guys fun. think? I like it. I like it. Yeah, I was like, I'm surprised we agreed. <laughs>